Hey, y'all. Welcome to You Ain't Got to Lie, Craig, a spinoff podcast of Who All Gonna Be There, part of Nat Turner Project's media Unempire. Shout out to Melanie Stevens and her spinoff podcast, Who All In It with Ariella Ty. My name's Onyx, and I like to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion regularly. I'm next. I'm Ruben. Uh, I like talking about things that I like and say things about them. And sharing with my friends. Yeah. Maximiliano here, Maxi Max, Maxi with the fat stacks, and I'm here for Ava. Subscribe to be a patron of NTP. Tons of great perks, like supporting us, duh. But also exclusive Patreon only podcast episodes. And are now legendary Patreon exclusive, long running scene publication, Book of Sedition. NTP. We got an Etsy with all of our publications and the newest one, Black App. We got toasts, buttons, advice, etc. Subscribe to us on iTunes and all streaming platforms and follow us on Nat Turner Project and all the social medias. Got a question or a comment? Want to confess your love of Onyx, Maximiliano, or me? All three? Email us at natturnerproject0 at gmail.com. Because without the zero, it goes, with, it goes to some white lady on the East Coast, which is weird. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Word. <laughs> Yo, that's what's up. This is our uh, fifth episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion Arc. We are back with the main crew, the three kiddos, to discuss episodes 13 through 18, Getting Meaty, Yum. Oh, friend Ruben, oh, friend Onyx. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yes, I'm as ready as Ava Unit 1 in episode 1. Okay, Ava heads, lift off. <laughs> lift off. Lift off. Eva Shogoki. Lift off. So before we jump into the episode breakdown, I just had a few talking points, overall talking points that um, I thought we could start off with. 
Okay, so um, yeah, last episode we had two special guests. Um, our bonus episode. Um, what do y'all think? It's fun. I had fun. I didn't. I feel like I should research more of like the rather than like just like the straight up lore from the PS2. You know, like what else people think about it? Because like I don't know, like. I've been thinking about that conversation a lot, I guess, as like, I've like been going through life, like, while well, I'm like, you know, chopping up whatever I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I wonder, like, you know, am I the only one? <laughs> get very singular. You get very Shinji about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so, uh, me and Shinji, you know, he's such an ass, but like, we're the same. It's great. <laughs> Two halves of the same ass. Yeah. <laughs> Wolverine, what do you think? Um, I think, yeah, that was the same effect I had. I feel like, uh, at least for my part, I am very much like into, uh, very much into the world that is presented and how uh, insular it is. And I don't, I, I don't, like, I don't bring things from the outside of it, which I think uh, Nicole and Clara did do. And I was like, damn, they're bringing like all these cool shit. And I don't even know how to approach these things. So I felt really dumb throughout the whole thing. And I was like, why am I even here saying these things? Um, but yeah, that was like, I was just like, I'm still thinking about like some things, like specifically the one of like, uh, the world stops without Chinji being there or like all of the existence doesn't happen and Chinji doesn't want it to kind of like that Buddhist approach to it. Uh, I just, I really, that one just like really uh, vibrated with me. Vibrated, that's not, no, uh, it really um, resonated with me. And I'm still like thinking about that one. Yeah, hell yeah. No, I'm definitely um, still thinking, processing the conversation. Um, but yeah, I think all those points is exactly why uh, why it's cool to bring in some other people and hear um what people think and um you know gets out outside of our uh ideas around Ava yeah I thought it was cool um what else oh yeah like I had no idea about any of that Sonic stuff um I have no idea about anything <laughs> about Sonic it turns out um but yeah that was yeah fun. we had a whole combo about Sonic <laughs> yeah I don't know but um, you know, it was fun, and we'll have them back. Um, I think after we get through this next episode cycle. All right, my next point. Um, so I, in my own research and in my independent study time, um, you know me up in my Gnostic texts. Um, so I feel like I kind of like knew this idea earlier, but didn't like fully understand it until now. I don't fully understand it now, but I understand it more to the point where I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um so like so there's this idea that there's this like perfect realm some somewhere like this perfect realm exists just full of perfect beings and then at some point um one of these perfect beings somehow like got out of the perfect realm either it was like cast out or it like slipped out or like fell out some some error um allowed this like perfect being to fall out and then from this perfect being started sprouting these like imperfect beings and um 
then eventually these imperfect beings. So like it was this idea that even though this being was perfect outside of this perfect realm, everything that would be created kind of imperfect. So like upon reading this, some of the stuff reminded me like a little bit of like Tolkien's um, background mythology about like where he pulls his like veneer and like uh, whatever shit from. Um, but so, so this one perfect being was, we will call it Sophia. Um, and then Sophia has, gives birth to all these imperfect beings. And then one of the imperfect beings eventually uh, traps Sophia. This, this, uh, and what, and this imperfect being that traps Sophia is what we consider in Christianity God. So God is actually this like lesser imperfect deity, which could be called the demigurg, this like God of the material physical world, right? And Sophia, which also can stand for uh, wisdom, because like so in the Gnostic test, right? Because Sophia is Greek for wisdom. But then Gnostic is Gnosis, which is Greek for uh, knowledge. Um, <clears throat> so then the idea is the Demigurg traps Sophia into this material world. But the material world is us, is all of us. It's humans. It's the planet Earth. It's like everything that's physical and material. So like the idea is that like collectively we are the imprisonment of Sophia, of this like energy, this um, wisdom that, um, you know, we... Are trapping it and potentially the idea of what I think about like, impact and all these things coming together is like oh this could be um Sophia's like release from the demigurg from this material DD prison that's cool I feel like isn't it wouldn't like the wouldn't like um the instrumentality or like that thing be to be freed of the material. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like the idea of like all of us coming together. Back oh, that's to what you were going for. Okay. Deities, was... Like maybe like Lilith, Adam are really like Sophia and they were like trapped and or something, you know, and this idea that like we're not individuals, but like collectively we're imprisoning this force that should have existed. And like the idea too, that like God isn't what we think it is, but it's this like deceiver, this, this, this constructor of this material realm. I like it. I think it's very, I feel like Hideaki Anno definitely had like, it just relates too much, like, like almost like too perfectly with Ava and like a really like, I don't know. I think it's like really cool. I like that. It's called like, ooh, ooh. it like, I don't know. It made me very excited about it. Cause like, that's it though, ain't it? I think so. Cause like also too, like within the Ava mythology, there's like the, the first race or this ancestral race is the one that's like shooting these things out. But this idea that like in this imperfect world, anything that we create would be imperfect. Um, and, so maybe and, that's like the escaped children of Sophia or um, the deities themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, because even with the way that they talk about, like, creating that Ava, too, with, like, creating God kind of thing, which then, like, I don't and then, you know, uh, and then, like, because, like, most of, like, there's a lot of, like, robot stuff, you know, that, like, <laughs> keeps happening uh, in anime where it's, like, kind of becoming God, right? And so, like, you know, we were talking about cyborgs before. And so, like, you know, the, this, like, man creation of God, but, like, almost it's, like, the magnetic pull to end. Like, because I think, like, even there's, like, a couple theories that, like, you know, Ava runs on the cycle. 
And so it's just like always like trying to like become like instrumentality is like inevitable to happen. Like, so I wonder like what kind of force, like if it is like a Sophia is like, would then Ray kind of be like the Sophia being or would that still be an imperfect character? Like compared, you know, am I making sense? I don't know. Yeah. I've, <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, if like Ray is like Sophia, um, if like Ray and Adam together are this like Sophia, but it seems like this idea that this is like, this trap thing, this thing that's like imprisoned inside of all of us by like something that doesn't want it out. Um, yeah. And then too, I think maybe, I don't know if this was, if you had like touched on this, but like, I think how, right, like, cause like the Avas were pulled, were created from Lilith. Mm-hmm. And the idea that like, that's the same kind of relationship that Sophia would have had with these like imperfect beings that eventually um, imprisoned um, Sophia with them. I think even like just the way you talked about like kind of like this like with the moons and stuff and like that covering of I don't know I like it I like this idea I like this concept that's how I feel (laughs) um and then another thing I was thinking about um we kind of touched on this with the idea that like um you know, Ava's and angels, or angels can be um, these invaders. But um, I was thinking about it as like, while well, thinking about it, like how in human history, like humans, Homo sapiens, like murdered all the other um, Homo species. Like Homo Neanderthal was eventually like wiped out by Homo sapiens through like I think murder and like interbreeding. Eventually, like outbred them and killed them. Um, but I think like that's what's going on between the angels and the Lilin, right? The angels, the son, the children of Adam, and then the Lilith, Lilin, the children of Lilith, us humans, we're like still battling for Earth for the resources for like which species will be dominant um, on Earth. That's like a weird like Darwinian way of looking at God. Like I know it's like a oxy was it oxymoron? Like it's they don't it's like Christian inevitability i guess with the way does that make sense like because it's i mean like i guess like compared to ava like it's like these two like go- like these godlike things are like still like always going to try to like wipe each other out and like it's you know it's very human <clears throat> it's a human thing it's like a natural thing right so it's evolutionary darwinian but then like it's kind of like this battle of gods are we god you know that kind of Sorry, just, yeah, yeah, well, potentially we are human race is God just mm-hmm. in all these different capsules, all these individualized, we've been turned into a billion cells of God. Well, that's, and that's kind of how like Christianity thinks of God too, right? Like, you know, we all are supposed to like embody like Christ, you know, or like we're all like tiny bits of like, like we're formed after God kind of thing. And so like, we're all kind of bits of God, like Christ lives in each of us. Like there's a lot of like, similar i don't know you know it's like a i guess and this is a christian isn't it kind of christian i would it too Hmm? i think the idea of this idea of like christ living inside of us makes me think about um especially this like particular run of episodes that we're going to talk about like how much like transplanting occurs like um the transplanting of consciousness into like you know the dummy plugs ray into dummy plugs um the transferring of whatever ray's consciousness into ray itself um so this idea, yeah, that there's potentially some divine consciousness inside of us. 
Um, then another thing I was thinking about, <laughs> um, I think this came up yesterday or not yesterday, but the last um, podcast conversation was, I didn't know. I think I'd realized like during the last time that the AT field stood for absolute terror. So it's absolute terror field. Like, what is that? What is the absolute terror? Yeah. Like, what do you think that means? Like why is like, cause it is an AT field always called absolute terror. Yeah. I think it appears like on the intro of the cartoon. Uh, no, I know. Like I know how we like know it that it's called that, but I'm saying like, what is, why is it called absolute terror? It's the, oh. the, the hedgehog's dilemma. Oh. Yeah, like when you touch. Cause the it, only thing from like stopping you from uh, becoming one and losing your oneness. Maybe that's why they think it's absolute terror. I mean, it, you know, I think it's like supposed to, yeah, because it's like the, the scariest part of, of like being vulnerable is giving like part of yourself, you know, to somebody. And so you, it's that fear that, you know, that's why Shinji's kind of a butthead, you know, because he always rides the fence. Because it's the, and they all do that, but you know, we you know, and we've talked about this, you know, they all are kind of like a little too, too scared to fully jump into any sort of relationship or like give themselves to love. You know, obviously they're living in like a dystopian world. So like that's kind of, you know, makes sense, but they're like all very depressed. So they all can't give themselves to love as much as they want to and like crave and like need affection and like connection with other people. And like, that's where human, you know, human instrumentality all becoming goo, you like forever connected to each other or, you know, or not what is better, individuality or, and then, yeah, Freud and shit. So like the absolute terror field is something we emit from fear of intimacy. Yeah. Sounds good, yeah. You got it, Max. What? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, and then we talked about this last episode too, uh, Seal versus Seale. But then I was watching some episodes in dubbed, and they were always saying it's Sile. Were you watching on Netflix, though? Yeah. See, Netflix did a new dub, and there's, like, a lot of, like, issues. Like, people are mad about the new dub because I guess it wasn't as good as the old one. And then there's, like, the translation issue as well where they, like, unqueered, like, the relationship between um, what's-his-face, young Adam, but not Adam. Karu. Yeah. Kauru. Yeah. And Shinji, you know, it's like, oh, like, you know, they made him kind of more like uppity rather than like, I love you, Shinji, you know, like, and you, like, affection, scary. Again, fear of intimacy. Wait, yeah. so the Netflix version is like altered than like a version I would get not on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. yeah like if, yeah, if you had done the first version, they would say, like, I guess they even say it completely, like, they say like nerve instead of nerve. Nerve. It's like, oh, wow. uh, and I guess, like, that, like, the gun? No, like, yeah, but, like, with the nerve. 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 <laughs> That's it. funny. Yeah. I don't ever watch shit, though. I just don't want to hurt my ears. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is terribly dumb. Okay, well, that's my last free point. Let's jump into episode 13. Episode 13, Angel Infiltration. An angel infiltrates nerve quickly taking over the Magai supercomputer. Ritsuko proposes writing a program to forcibly evolve Iruel to its extinction. Oh yeah, thank you, Ruben. Um, so we're back, episode 13. So episode 13, um, 
it's kind of like a hacker episode, right? It starts with a test on the Magi, a routine test, Akagi mm-hmm. and Misato. Um, and then we get we kind of started getting a little bit of insight into Akagi's mom, um, their relationship, um, the relationship between Akagi, Akagi's mother, and the Magi. Um, yeah, what do y'all think about Akagi, Akagi's mom, the Magi? Um, from what like I understand, I think this episode was like it's a it's like a reference or a nod or some uh, I don't know how to say it, but it's like it, it's like the simple premise of like a virus trying to be contained in a scientific uh, scientific um, headquarters or in, um, facility in a scientific facility is based of i know because it's been told like so many times uh, this episode is based on the andromeda strain where a like extraterrestrial virus is trying to be contained in a facility in arizona so it's like underground and they can't let it go out because if it goes out from the facility it's gonna like kill everyone because it's, like super contagious and it's like microscopic and um that's what i know about the episode what do you think about uh, Ritsuko's mom? I mean, I don't know. We don't. I don't. We don't get to see her a lot, other than we know that she had a thing with Gendo, and she was kind of like falling for him. I don't know if it, that happens in this episode. Does anyone want to tell me if that happens this episode? Like the flashbacks where you see that relationship. Yeah. yeah that's not in this episode. Okay, so I think like this is the first glimpse that we get to see uh, between Ritsuko <coughs> and his mom, like the relationship that we, they have. And I remember the thing that I was like the most uh, drawn to about this episode was that it wasn't like a, a, a brawl. That's when I felt like the the, the show started getting back on track where like each thread was very different and this one it's like this microscopic multicellular or like unicellular like hive uh being and i was like oh that's cool um and that the avas are like they're useless they can't do anything in this situation um that thing that's something that made me like realize like oh okay the show still has some things up its sleeve and uh, that's, I think that's it for now. It's just like, that's all I remember. <clears throat> I think it's, <clears throat> I always like uh, Akagi's mom a lot, uh, just in that, like, they have, like, a weird relationship, like, just, like, the kind of weird trifecta of, what, love triangle, I guess, between, like, Akagi, what's-his-face, Shinji's dad. What is his? I was trash Gendo. dad. Yeah, again. Gendo. Trash dad. <laughs> He's trash dad. Uh, and uh, uh, and and Akagi's mom, and then like also that like it's good, like I guess because the flashbacks happen, or is this where uh, I have to like review it? But like at some point in the series, like it kind of showed like Akagi and the mom are kind of like shown like in the it's later because it's when we also see like um uh oh why do I forget everybody's name? Little uh, Ray, Baby Ray, Young Ray. No, 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 young way. No, no, no. Um, hot, like, uh, mom, beer, our favorite, best girl. Misato. 
Yes, Misato. Yeah. When she's younger and in college, you know, we kind of start to see that relationship unfold. I, I kind of associate this episode with like that whole thing. Cause I, like, I think it's true. This is where it kind of starts and that we understand that like, it's like a mom and like her three parts and like the three parts of the computer are like the different versions of her that like she experienced, like that um, Akagi experienced and like that kind of like and how she's kind of mastering her mom's brain, but also that like, it's so, it was so hackable to the point that I think it got down to like one computer had to make the decision and almost didn't get right. And then like it finally like undid everything, but it was just like, like, you know, like kind of like one of those things where like it makes you like quite, I can't remember which parts of the brain, like, or which parts of her were each named, like which computer, but like that, like, I, I wonder, like, looking back now, like, which ones did get like turned towards the the angel, because I would probably be telling of like, what kind of person like Akagi's mom was, and like, just like how much like, maybe even Akagi looks up to her, and like, is trying to emulate her, and like, they're like, in like, doing it so hard that she actually fucks around with Gendo, you know, like, and, like, has a weird toxic relationship there, but then, like, doesn't actually care for Shinji because Misato does, but Misato's not even involved in this love triangle, which you think, like, if it was trying to be, a, you know, it's not a nuclear family, but if it was, like, Akagi should be showing a little bit more care, but she's very calculated and cold and, like, kind of like the lesbian of the show, too, I would think, because she has a cat. She's single, right? Her fangirl, right, is also in this episode, like, hella, like, you know, which, like, my relationship. Yeah, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Like, I love her, too. Like, I wish that she had more screen time because she's smart. She's anxious, you know? She's kind of, like, you know, like a little bunny, but also, like, just so fucking in love with Akagi. <laughs> yeah, I think she has, like, a, a little uh, pillow that has a, a cat on it. Yeah, well, like, and, yeah. Akagi, like, I think that's, like, one of the few things you get to see about Maya, about her characters. Like, she has, like, a pillow yeah. to put under... Like over her seat. <laughs> well, yeah, like she's like a little. She's the cute yeah. one. She's yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, she like gets through the apocalypse. Like probably like how I would or in and like am and like that. Like I'm collecting like my cute objects and I'm like okay, so these are like my safety devices for the day. And like if I like you know the if the world crashes and burns, whatever, whatever, I have my pink notebook and my little water bottle that's pink and whatever, and I have <laughs> my objects that like I can feel safe with. You know, I relate with her a lot. I. She's so cute. And, like, you know, and I think Akagi, like, I, I have zero doubt that she probably flirted with her a little bit, too, to kind of lead her on. But also, like, you know, because she's a flirt. Akagi's, like, we know a tactical, she's a, a tactical flirt. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, I think that's, a, like, an interesting point about how Akagi's mind, uh, mom is, like, um, the, the different versions of um, her mom are these different brains or each brain. Um, each supercomputer represents a different Akagi's mom. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, again, that's, like, a theme throughout this uh, series. But also, I think, like, these episodes that we're going to be talking about, like, this idea of um, how you exist in other, like, the different versions of yourself, like, how you exist in your own mind, how you exist in somebody else's mind. Um, you know, like, Shinji goes through that later. But I think this is something that is, like, addressed a lot through, like, a lot of different characters is this, like, which version of you is you, um, you know, oh yeah. Um, then, so yeah, the, so the pilots for this episode, the pilots are like naked the entire episode. Um, they're in naked in the plugs. Um, and then what happens? Oh yeah, Asuka's complaining. Seems like she's complaining like all of these episodes. Um, upset about how naked they must be. Um, and then something starts happening. Um, there's like a corrosion. Um, 
the Ray imitation body starts to corrode a little bit. It seems like something's going wrong. The pilots are then ejected. The plugs go into the lake. Um, and then they start sensing the AT field. Oh, shit. Angel attack. It's the 11th angel. Um, Gendo says, save you know, one is a priority because, um, you know, one is UA, his wife. Right? I'm assuming that's the reason. Um, yeah. And then this is the moment where I, like, I have a question to you then. Then we see Kaji like doing something. He's like climbing out of some um, capsule, some robot machine. And so what is he doing? And then he see, then he says, "Oh, so that's the angel," as if he knows it was coming or like like knew some schedule. Like what what uh what does that point to, or what should we take from that? Um, I I think I have. I, is this the episode? No. That's oh, 14, that's the next one. Um, I think so. Uh, well, we know Kaji's like always been shady, so I think that scene is to like imply more of his shadiness and like where he has allegiances like. But he, I think we said before Seal. Seal is his he works for like lawyer. he likes for the Japanese government, he works for Seal, and he also is like uh Gendo's like Lapdog. That's how they're referred to him several times. So he's like a triple agent. He's like playing all of them because he knows that he could probably like he's like expendable. But, so they, but like Gindo knows, like Gindo knows that he's like a triple agent. Yeah, they all like he knows, like he knows, yeah. and like that's why he's a nerve because he knows he has to report back to like Japanese authorities and to Sele. So like they all know that everyone is playing everyone. Uh, so he's just like in the middle as like a middle person. Um, I think that scene is like used for that. And I think it said before that the, uh, the what are the, uh, the, uh, the Red Sea Scrolls, right? The Dead Sea Scrolls. We always thought like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, we, I think we've always said that there are like, uh, that there's a schedule there. Right, because Sele talks about it, Gendo talks about it, so maybe like he knew like it was coming and probably was gonna use it as a distraction or something. I don't know. Um, I think it's more like utilitarian for like, oh yeah, this is to show that Kaji is like shady and like we don't know what's uh, uh, the deal with him. We've also had proposed a theory on here before that. Uh, that seal is sending the angels or something like that because they're the ones like who are in control or like whatever of Kaoru and like he was an angel and you know that eventually came in and so it's like these like almost these two like so I wonder if it might even be that and that because Kaji is like you know working for himself essentially you know but like you know play, you know playing all of these like roles that he knew that seal was going to like try this one or see was because you know because even at the end of evangelion they're the ones who are they're trying to start instrumentality because it's there's the, the that that old the the people with the pillars the the master people who like all chant all the time you know and they never show their face they all want for some reason instrumentality but like they're portrayed as capitalists but i would think that capitalists would want people to keep living so that they could keep making money i don't understand why the capitalists of the world who control the puppet strings of everything are like, yeah, let's all like be goo. 
just as no i mean it's like i feel like they were like oh there's nothing else for us to get it's like let's become gods you know it's like i feel like but that would they, go more they with couldn't be gods they couldn't be gods they that's made what they thought that they were gonna do well we should stick i have to stick with the episode i'm not trying Wait, to go so so one question to that so so the people that we see as the the tablets as the steels mm-hmm. um they're not the same people that we see in real life when like Gindo has those meetings at the table with uh, people. Those aren't the same people. I always thought that they were. I thought they were. Because there's where the, the, at the end, the guy with the weird like cyborg Spicer. man and he goos and he's like just a bunch of ticking things. Like he's always been there. And he was, he was like, I think he's like the lead bro on the, on the big one, you know? Okay. I, that's, I, that's what I've assumed. Okay, hell yeah. So then, yeah, the angel begins to hack. And then two things that come up for me. um, So we see, I don't think it's ever mentioned, but we see this word, um, Harib now box, which um, I wasn't sure what it meant, but it's like some reference to like DNA, a DNA sequence, um, central part of a prompter site on DNA, Um, which I thought like, okay, like I can see, you know, why there would be like a references to DNA because there's so much like, stuff around like genetics and the avas and um you know shinji and ray but then also you know the term central dogma right that's where lilith is stored but central dogma is also like a science dna term a process by which the instructions in dna are converted into a functional product so i always thought central dogma was just purely like a judeo-christian reference like this is like law like dogma is like the word of god but in this sense central dogma is more of a a reference to DNA than to like what I would, I guess I could also fit into both central dogma um, as a DNA term, but definitely like could read as religious, right? I mean, it makes sense for Lilith with all of her fun legs, you know? Yeah, and too, if so, what the functional product is the functional product, the Ava? I mean, I would, yeah. When does this show? When did, oh, it's like you know you you see the word like on those computer screens a lot during that uh, episode. Have you heard um, of a CRISPR? Have I heard of what? The, the CRISPR. CRISPR. Yeah, it's a. It's not like a cooking. It sounds like that, but it's like a. Um, it's in they they uh, they they did a Kurtzgesagt video about it, like a science explainer, where it's like this thing that um, has the ability to like replicate RNA. And uh, kind of like basically you could end up starting to gen- genetically change anything like to the like this has already been it's been discovered like you know within like the last three years so like at this point if like anybody gets their hands on it you could start having like designer babies and like custom you know eradicate certain diseases if you like learn it and use it enough because it perfectly replicates something and it's like something that's programmable which I think, like, you know, obviously, like, this wasn't around when this was being made, but like, this was supposedly has taken place, like, five years ago at this point, so I also, I want, I don't know, that's what that makes me think of, like, if uh, Lilith is kind of, like, the central dogma, like, the instructions that, like, become the DNA, then, like, humans became, like, the CRISPR, like, the kind of, like, trying to replicate it, and, like, could be used for sinister purposes, depending on, like, how, you know, ended up being sinister purposes, but, like, it's a weird handling of, like, this ability to to create life synthetically kind of yeah no hell yeah yeah i yeah i, I feel that um, yeah. <clears throat> i think about that shit in like relation to like um 
a, like a growth, like a, a split between people, like rich people being able to have perfect babies and like the rest of us not. And then like this like shift in there becoming like, not just like classes of people by wealth, but like types of people like, oh, here's these perfect humans that like live a whole like new Gattaca? life. They, um, like what? I haven't seen that. Gattaca? That's yeah, what know. that movie's about. It's about a okay. society where you can get designer babies and it's the story about a non-designer baby that has a designer brother and the non-designer baby wants to go to space but only like the perfect super designed humans are able to go to space so he comes his way into Gataka which is the name of the uh, institution that sends people to space that's it's how really you, interesting it's like one of my favorite like movies Elysium yeah, where the hell do you think they took it from? <laughs> no, I'm about to say, like, that literally sounds like they took that movie and then, like, tried to mainstream it and put, like, a... And then made it stupid, yeah. I really <laughs> recommend Gataka. If you haven't seen it, it's from this director that made that movie, and then yeah. everything else he made after that is complete shit. Do you have it on your thing? Can you just... Of course, yeah, I love yeah, that Google movie. share it with me. Um, wait, wait, wait. wait. But just want to finish it. So the guy that directed that movie... He made also this really shitty sci-fi movie with Justin Timberlake called Out of Time. That's not that shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, compared to how how Gataka is and like Oh, that scene where like Jessica Beale's running funny. and she can't get there in time and then she like dies, but it's his yeah. mom at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. So that guy made that movie too, but Gataka is like really good, really smart, really well done. And then I don't know what happened to the guy because any everything after Gataka is like a breach shit. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> so right? It takes over Melkor, Melchior, and then it takes over Balthazar. And then we get a description that the angel is a nano angel and it's always evolving. So it takes over the two of the computers, almost takes over the third. Nervous somehow managed to like give a get a three hour break, pause it for three hours. So they try to like strategize um, a solution. Masato and Akagi argue on a method to solve the problem. Um, yeah, and I feel like yeah, this episode we get like Akagi pathos. We get a lot of like um, I feel like delving into coffee Akagi and um, learning more about her emotions and feelings and what makes her tick. Um, they have a plan to reset uh, Gaspar at the last moment. Risky, but the only plan. Um, then I think, yeah, throughout the episode, we see, I think, all the computer parts visually look like brains, look like organs. Um, the tubing, the piping. Um, then we actually, they actually open it up and go inside, and there's notes, handwritten notes all over the place, which are like backdoor codes for the Magi hacks left by Akagi's mom. Um, which we could read into these, like all these letters, no slots behind that end up making it easier for uh, Rizuko. Um And then we get a, a potential reference to Akagi and Masato being college friends. Um, the attack resumes. Balthazar is fully taken over. Akagi stops in the last second, saves the day. And then we cut back to the pilots who have been floating in the lake in the plugs the whole time. Um, Akagi and Masato reminisce on the day and their nerve mugs. And um, talk about the programming of the Magi. And that's the episode. I just, I do like Akagi. I feel like she's kind of like, like a, 
medium character. You know, she's not like necessarily evil, but she's not good, you know? And but she's she's got some merit there. Her hair is also kind of wild, you know. You know. Blonde yeah. too. I, yeah, I think she's like a scientist through and through where she thinks like it's all about like science and like tries to eliminate feeling. Um, I think she actually tries like if her mom is a brain, I think she just tries to be a brain too and tries not I, to. I think she's got feelings, you know, like, like real, like she's got like, there's something in there and she like her, it's like, she probably struggles with it a lot where it's like her brain is like logically going through and she'll do the logical steps. But like, there's still like a part of her that like she has hidden off, like, you know, she's not really romantically, like, truly romantically involved with anybody. Like, she's, like, with Gendo, but, like, it's, it seems like they're just kind of, like, a weird, like, work. Sex work thing. thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Rather I think, I think uh, Ritsuko is a bottom. How do you all think about that? No. Mm-mm. You don't think she's a bottom? No, I think she's, a, she's totally, <laughs> yeah, she's a top. Come on. That or she's switched. Like, that. Like, I, she probably could play, and eh, no, she's a top. No, no, no. Like That's what I thought, too, but normally, like, the Gendo. ones that seem top, there never are. And the ones that look bottom, are ne- they're never bottom. That's why I'm, that's my experience. So I, I mean, feel like Ritsuko always looks like, yeah, she looks like a top, but I'm pretty sure she's a bottom. I, I don't know. I was just, I was just thinking about that. You were all going really deep. I was like, I think she's a bottom. That's like the first <laughs> thing that I thought about. She's a bottom. Like, no, like she, I think, well, I think if she like truly, truly like found somebody that she could be truly intimate with, she has potential to be a bottom. But I think that in this world and probably the amount of control she does need to like have like with things and like understanding of things, she would have to like, I don't think she she would let herself be a bottom, you know. I I just couldn't imagine her like like doing that with Gendo. I guess maybe like maybe. You think like, she would be like doming Gendo? Gendo's a bottom. Like Gendo. <laughs> like we want to talk about like who is like come on. Like he like does so much for his wife. Like just to be with her. Like come on. I think he's a simp. <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Like yeah, I was. That's what something that I was thinking. Like I was thinking maybe she's a bottom. Gendo maybe maybe Gendo's just like bad at sex, uh, and it's like you know, and I don't know. That's what I was like, just thinking because we think like pre UA dying, Gendo wasn't like an asshole at all, or he was still like an asshole pre. Like no, he fucking called, he used Julie. Like, he got married to her out of, like, convenience, and, like, he never loved her. No. He eventually no. did love her. He loved her. No, he No, totally he eventually loved her. Loved her. Like, no. He was, like, he, he was a social climber. No. Like, that's it's implied. It's implied, like, a lot. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. no. Because, no, because the old man, old man was, like, yo, I don't really trust this guy, because he was shady. He was always shady and he always wanted to do that. He was too into weird science shit, but he loved you because they didn't match. You know, they just like, cause she was like, cool. She was like, whatever. Like I'm, I'm like living my life the best I can. And he's like, so I'm going to try and like start the end of the world. You know, like, and that's just like, I think those were separate things. And then he got wrapped up in love. And then she was like, you know, I guess like, I'll just help him, you know, whatever, like science. Cause she's science too. You know? No, they, he's all, they both, they were weird matched together. So they always, like, I think they always loved each other. Like, no, instrumentality was never a plan until she died. Like, well, that's why instrumentality no, exists, was, is because he, he wanted to yes. see his wife again. 
they poked the thing. They they were like, I mean, it was all about science at first. They didn't know this was going to be what's up. But they like, you know, they're like, what's this like big light being like buried underneath Antarctica? Let's unbear like, and like try and fuse somebody with it. Cool. You know, like stupid science things like funded by greed and, and not being thoughtful about the world. That's, and so they're both just <laughs> doing, they're doing it for science. But I think they always, like, I think, you know, I wonder how they met up. I like was it was at a bar was it like like where did because he wasn't in college he was just like a he was a dude like a running around there and like had like a he had a and uh what is it Rep, his reputation preceded him but like somehow like how was he known on campus he started fights or something if I remember like, whatever yeah. I just feel like I feel like I I always felt like Gendo was like a social climber and that was what he was doing because like everyone implies it, it was like like yeah he was like uh, something he didn't want to start the end of the world until like he's the i always thought that he's the one that drafted like instrumentality like no, he always knew it old people no that's the thing like that's why he was able to get to that place in the first place i mean like i think his i mean i think he was more like gung-ho for it when like that happened but also like i mean but she also kind of volunteered to get in the robot you know she was like yeah like it's gonna be cool and she was like well sucked in whoops like she she like because she was no she said she set stuff up for shinji so that shinji would always be safe in the event of that happening that's why oh yeah like yeah like that's that's the other thing like and then that's the thing like i feel like the relationship between like gendo and Dewey was like of like mutually beneficial because Yui was also using Gendo and Gendo was also using Yui but Gendo never thought that Yui was using Gendo but Yui at the end like at the end when they're like standing next to the tree like Yui says everything is like yeah I know like I know and then her and Fuyutsuki were the ones that were like on top of like the whole plan the whole time and I always felt like Fuyutsuki was there to like advise Gendo what to do be like okay yeah that because who, who Gendo was, was just like who was playing Julie's like top it's like, like if you see a con like she's the one on top evil or is she good no like she knew everything and she was like I need to find a way to like put myself in the game I feel like that's how I feel like well I mean but like also if they're mutually using each other I feel like that's just love you know that was their <laughs> form of love Okay, uh, I'll take that one. And so they were, they, I like, Gendo would not, like, have a kid on purpose, you know, like, or on accident, you know, he was, he, like, he, I don't, like, I don't, I don't think he would have done that if he had never met Yui, you know? I mean, it, there's been babies that are not, like, intentional. I mean, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nani? <laughs> Okay, well, it seems like we could go about this forever. Yeah, we could. Um, I feel like me and Onyx always, like, clash when it comes to, like, Jewie. I'm like, Jewie's great, and you're like, fuck Jewie! <laughs> Episode 14. Alright. Seal, seed of the soul. As Seal reviews Merv and Gendo's actions with the third... Through 11th Angels, Ritsuko conducts a test in which the Ava pilots switch units. I'm going to leave my, my bad reading just because we're all human here. You know? Right. Authenticity. 
Yeah. Oh my God, this moment. My favorite episode. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about it because like, I was watching it again. I think I watched this episode maybe two or three times recently. Um, most of the episode I don't care about, like a lot of the recap, but like the little Ray segment, like that seven or eight minutes, that's just Ray. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe my favorite seven or eight minutes. Um, so I will say as of now, my favorite episode, but for most of the episode, I'm just waiting for that part. Um, so it's kind of like a recap episode. We see Shinji's first fight as a naval pilot. Um, and then we hear Masato's voiceover, like a report. Um, we hear Toji's voiceover from a school report, um, another angel attack about his sister. I don't, do we ever see the sister? Or we all just like see him going to the hospital? Um, another class rep, I never remember her name. Um, well, then we get a voiceover from her. And then one of my favorite angels we see. Um, Ramael, um, the pyramid angel, um, drill baby drill, um, and then boy vo- voiceover. Um, I forget his name too, but um, talks about Ray. Um, hard to believe she's only fourteen, like us. Um, then we get a clip of Oscar's arrival, the naval battle, the ocean angel, and then we get the angel that can separate sinking of Shinji and Oscar. Oh, then also like I'm I'm beginning to start thinking like. All these tests um, that they're constantly doing to the Ava Poly, especially through these episodes, like, is this, this is data that they're using to make those, like, white angels that we see at the end of Ava Jelly. And that's, like, I guess I'm asking, but, like, because it seems yeah. like they're just, like, constantly, like, gathering all the stuff. And now that I know, it's like, oh, this is, like, they're gathering the shit to make those, like, white angels. Because don't the white angels, like, can they split or, like, heal or something, too? Like, they heal after the initial, like, destruction, right? Um. <laughs> I those are from what I understand, those are like uh also clones of Adam or they're like closer to angels that they're than there are to Emma's. Yeah, I thought the I thought the white angels were powered by the same thing that unit three and four were powered by, like the S two drive, which I thought yeah. was like the synthetic version of the Avas, right? That's yeah. the system, right? The dummy plug system makes them turn on but they are using another dummy plug system which it was uh if you see closely when the plug goes in it's just kaoru so those were like they were like clones of kaoru inside just like in the dummy plug systems there's clones of ray inside the dummy plug system just like so bodies, all the ways, bodies so in all the ways karu and ray are each other's other they're both the same thing but the other version yeah that's why they're like <laughs> But Karu yeah. seems to have so much more personality. Ray has personality. She seems like um, we'll we'll get into we'll get into Ray. Um, I, I <laughs> I'm just saying like I think just because like on my first reading before I knew anything about Ray on my first viewing I thought like oh this is a typical like cool anime um, Gundam pilot um, that doesn't give a fuck about anything is like fearless. So at first I was like kind of like not particularly a fan of Ray. Um, but then, like, learning the, like, complexity of Ray's, like, psyche, I be, just became so fascinated on, like, the second viewing. Um, so now I think Ray's so much more interesting and, like, think differently about all of Ray's motivations. But my first time through, I thought, like, oh, this is, like, the too cool pilot. It's just, like, Ray was just too cool. But now I understand that, like, Ray's more, like, maybe, like, trying to figure it out. Like, what is this? What's going on here? Um, but, yeah. Um, where are we? Uh... I've always loved Ray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A1 day one. I, the cool pilot, the cool pilot is always the one that's got like the most tender heart, you know? Always thinking they're, they, they don't, they're, they're cool to protect themselves. They're, and I think that's cute. I think it's great. Red like, is a good uh, absolute terror field. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's the highest, but she's also the first one to bring it down before she iterates into the third one. Like out of all three of them, she's like the first one to be like, I'm going to try this, I think. Like, or like starts to like kind of like investigate like humanness in a sense. I love that. Yeah, I think this like this episode arc is actually like Ray. We start seeing Ray to start to like, it seems like she's in a daze and is like slowly starting to get like awoken by like interactions with like Shinji and shit. Yeah, um, like, she, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's also part of like my... Um, I feel like as Ray blooms, I bloom. Um, <laughs> um, where are we? Um, the angel can. Oh, right, so then the ninth. Then we see. So the recapping the previous episodes, the ninth angel, the spider angel, uh, Matriel, all three pilots take it down together. I think the first time all three of them are working together. We get the eye angel, um, and then we get a. And then we we go to real time. And it's a meeting of human neutrality project in Gendo. Um, and so they talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I, don't, I, I think maybe this was a note from the previous episode, but we didn't talk about it. So, like, within Ava continuity universe, they have a Dead Sea Scrolls discovery the same way that we do in our world. But I guess within the Ava world, they discovered additional scrolls. So there's the public ones, the ones that they made public that we know about. But then there's the secret scrolls. And all these secret scrolls were the ones that tell of the angel invasions in this order. And we kind of talked about this before, but I feel like maybe it's one of those things where I, I'm still not clear about, and I feel like maybe we need multiple um, ways to sync this up. So, like, what is Gindo's scenario? What is Seal's scenario? And this idea that it's all laid out in the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, but then how are they playing each other? Because it seems like they both know the other one is not doing what they said they're doing. Like, they're both, like, up to something else. But it seems like how much do they know what the other person is really up to, you know, Yes. My Ava experts, take it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I've said it several times, but I feel like... If I said it once, I said it a million times. um, I think, like, I think, uh, like, I think instrumentality is the process, like, the process of uh, awakening Ava 1, Unit 1, fusing with, like, Lilith or Adam, and, like, starting the process of de-bodifying and like releasing their souls and becoming one. That is what I think it's instrumental, right? Or like uh, the after effect of the impact, you know, because I don't know exactly where the impact is. I don't know if it's like the contact. I don't know if it's the process. I don't know if it's one point or it's like, it's a lot, the impact takes a long time. Like, I'm wondering because in the rebuild series there is a near second impact and then a fourth impact no near third near third a third and then the starting of a fourth and the fourth one is like left midway like it doesn't finish so I'm confused a bit um uh, so that's like whatever I think and I feel like the what what Sele and 
or the soul and the nerve, like these two organizations, they just want to be like um, middle, the middle people between the process. Like Gendo was supposed to be like right in the middle, like instead of like, uh, I, that's what I think, I, instead of like seeing Ray, giant Ray, we would have seen like a giant Gendo, you know, just like becoming and be the one like, and seeing controlling Eva unit one and like all these things. And that's how I feel like they wanted to do that. They wanted to be like in the middle of the negotiation of instrumentality because it's kind of like very similar to getting a wish. So like, like I always thought like at the end you need to make a decision and it's like a, a wish. And it's basically like in order for this, for a wish to happen or a miracle to happen, it's powered by like, this cataclysmic event and like Shinji comes to this realization like yeah I want to be people I want to have a body you know and like stops that process of like that whole thing so I always felt like Gendo uh, and Seal they wanted to be like the intermediaries like the ones making the choice uh, that's how I've always saw it because at some moment uh, I think both of them are going at the same time. It was like Kaoru and then Ray comes out because we have to see like Ray is the hand of Nerve and Kaoru is the hand of Seal. One works with with the uh, angel of Lilith with like uh, Lilith and the other one works with Adam. So they have like uh, different ways to start uh, a third impact or like instrumentality, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, that's like, that's what I think uh that's what i think i don't know if anyone wants to jump in because i'm scared of of not talking you're scared of not talking yeah it's weird i think i'm just kind of anxious right now <laughs> i think they're all in on it together i i had never considered that gendo was trying to be big gendo though that kind of does make sense with like him embedding adam into himself which wait they both have so did did nerve win then in this sense like until 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 ray went berserk in a sense because if if gendo had adam and so seal didn't have adam anymore then like it was gonna be there's gonna be big gendo wait, like negotiating with like ava though like like ava won yeah, I think so. That's why he was like, always taking care of Ava One. That's like that was like his prize. That was like his uh, trump trump card. I don't like using that word, but you know, it was like it was his ace under his sleeve. It was like with this, like I can take control of it. And the thing is, like the only reason he has Adam is because Seal is like, okay, we no longer need this. You can take it. Like we've done everything we have with it. I thought you know? the Kagi stole it from Seal. No, like uh, the guy Kaiji gave it to them. Like he was transporting, like the Navy wasn't transporting Unit Two. It was transporting Adam. Yeah, well, yeah, but like because it was a secret from everybody except for Gendo. So my question is, um, why would Seal? trust gendo with all this shit like why wouldn't they just like directly be in charge of it like why would they even have nerve like why would they like be like all right you go over here 
with all this shit and we'll trust you to fulfill your role. Like, why didn't they just be like, all right, we're going to be the ones overseeing everything. But they want. Because I like this idea of, like, it helps me visualize that everybody wants to be the big version and they're all trying to, like, position themselves to be the one that evolves. But then I still don't understand why they would allow Gendo so much freedom and power. Maybe, I mean, then they would have to have known he would fail because the ultimate goal of the, the circle people is instrumentality, which is achieved, like, through Ray becoming... Because, like, I get... But you couldn't become big unless you had the soul of of one of the, you know, the original angels in you, right? Like, that's kind of, like, what made it critical. Like, the seeds, you had to have, like, either the Adam seed or the little seed soul. Yeah, you had to have, like, that inside of you, and, like, and so that's how they, because, like, that's, you know, it would, because it, it wouldn't have been Kaudu then, right? Like, or was Kaudu only involved because Shinji actually had love for Kaudu? Or was he involved? He was always going to be involved. Yeah, well, I guess because they did become the one in the sense of Adam is Kaudu, so then when Adam and Lilith became one, which is Ray and Kaudu, then like they were able to, you know, the whole split and like phase out and face. Oh, I feel like we went down somewhere. Like kind of yeah. main hurt. I think we're I, going into like uh, corporate spy and shit. What was that called? Like Corporate uh, espionage? Espionage, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I think like Seal is so almighty and powerful that they don't think they can... I don't. I don't think they can like lose control in one person. Oh, you, it's hubris. That's why they give control to Gendo's because of hubris. And I don't think it's maybe yeah because then like in the end they're like like we're gonna send the like angel like to your fucking doorstep and you're not even gonna notice. No, that honestly I haven't. I, maybe I've thought about this. I I feel like I've had the feeling, but I haven't put it into words now. That last scene where all the white angels come is fucking. The last scene in Scarface, where all of fucking Sosa's men come to kill. Uh, <laughs> like ah, yeah, just like oh, here I'm outgunned. But anyways, all right, so we're gonna go back to the episode. <clears throat> My favorite part. I'll take it from here. Um, so we have the Ray monologue. I think this is our first first person perspective from Ray. So the enig- enigmatic figure of Ray, the cool kid the best pilot, the ace, um, we finally get some insight into. Mountains. Heavy are the mountains. But that changes with the passage of time. Sky. Blue sky. What your eyes can't see. What your eyes can see. The sun. One. Only one. Water. It's agreeable. Commander Akari. Flowers. So many the same. So many without purpose. Sky. Sky of red. Red the color. The color I hate. The liquid flows. It drips. Ripples and pours. Blood. Scent of blood. A woman who does not bleed. From the red soil, the humans come. Humans made by man and woman. City a human creation. Ava, a human creation as well. What are humans? Are they creations of God? Humans, that which is created by humans. This is that which is mine. 
my life, my heart. I am a vessel for my thoughts, the entry plug, a throne for the soul. Who is this? This is me. Who am I? Who am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? I am I. This object that is, is myself. That which forms is me. This is the self that can be seen. And yet this is not like that which is myself. A strange feeling. My body feels as if it's melting. I can no longer see myself. My form, my shape fades from view. Awareness dawns of someone who is not me. Who is here, there, beyond me, here, Shinji? This person I know, Major Kataragi, Dr. Akaji, people, my classmates, the pilot of Unitu, Commander Akari. Who are you? Who are you? This is why I love Ray, all right? This is why I fucking love Ray, all right? She makes everything just like, oh. And this, I mean, this is a critical, this I think, I, I feel like we've all been wanting to talk about this part for like the entire, oh my goodness, sorry. The entire like, like podcast thing is like, just like this, cause it is, this is like kind of the point where the, the series becomes something that's like, not just like, boom, boom, boom. You know, it's stuff that's like, oh my goodness. I need people to stop texting. <laughs> you can hear that, right? Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh. it's, it's hard. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to turn it off on my computer. Oh, anyway, I'm just saying. This is the part where it stops being robots and Gundam and like just like shoot them up, whatever, and then turns into this like deep psychological like exploration of like the soul, the body, and what it is to be, and like and then just explored through the big the big, you know, Ava pilots, but then, you know, and then with that, like this, so I'm just, I love, I love the play between like Ray and Yui and Lilith and this like kind of like trifecta in one kind of thing, because Ray is her own self, like as like a being that has like uh, the DNA. And so like, even with the flowers part, uh, like, you know, like she, like, you know, maybe she knows that like Gendo only likes her because she looks like like her you know looks like Yui and so like you know she's just a pretty like thing to him but like that's useful in a tool but like you know but like she's the thing and then like the, having like a god soul in you like this kind of like power so like I wonder who she is referencing at the end and like I, I don't know oh, I love it I just love it so much it's so good I'm I could go all day <laughs> yeah I completely I completely agree I love this so much I think um we could spend an entire episode just breaking apart each line, um, just talking about like what it, the potential meanings and reads of this. Um, something you guys said. Uh, yeah, I think too, like this idea that like, you know, the idea that right, all right, Ray is like Lilith in UA, um, Chewy. Um, but then too, this idea that like, you know, molecules are like elements that can be completely different. But when you merge them, they can make something completely different. Like two hydrogens and an oxygen can make water. Like, how is that even possible? But I feel like that's like what it is with Ray that we should like, I like this idea that like, we should also consider Ray as Ray. Like, what is this Ray entity outside of Lilith, outside of uh, UA? Like, what what is Ray as this um, combination, as this amalgamation of these different things? 
I think because I think I mean, maybe there's a while where I was only seeing Ray as these separate parts. But yeah, what is this hole that is Ray? Um, I was just thinking, like this one just came to me like thirty seconds ago. So maybe it's stupid. So um, do you know how there's? I feel like this is very interesting. You know how like Swoos would turn into like a bird and shit and like or become like a human um but it was like that was like Sue's superpower right I feel like maybe these beings were never meant to be like Lilith or Adam were never meant to experience like the fruits of their life or like never from that perspective kind of like they could never become less than gods so I started thinking about Ray as this kind of like godhood walking in a human body and it's like kind of like what <laughs> i don't know what this is you know um because I, I i don't like like i don't like to think about like uh lilith or adam like these just bodies right i feel like may i i, I like to think about them kind of like oh like the shape that we are seeing is the shadow it's only like their shadow, like this three-dimensional form is only the shadow of what they are, right? Kind of like this weird dimensional being. So I was started thinking like, imagine like for a being to be experiencing like um, have a body like how we do it. That's, I don't know, that's just something that I was thinking, kind of like not the godhood, but kind of like, kind of like walking down from Olympus, kind of like. I think we've talked about this a little bit before, um, this idea of different dimensional beings having to operate on different dimensions. The idea that like angels are fifth dimensional beings and the fifth dimension is made of fire and us as humans exist as three dimensional beings made of earth, made of clay. Um, and then that when angels came down, they had to like devolve and to become physical and to become made of clay and they lost this, um, these additional extra things that they were when they were um, being able to be beings of light, beings of fire, and able to like move through universes that way. So I do think about like, yeah, this like divinity, but becoming more and more material. But that's also too like the earlier thing with the Sophia, like I had this idea of this like breaking and shattering, the perfect becoming imperfect. The world is broken. We're broken. We inherited a broken world, right? Well, we caused it. I mean, even in Ava, we caused it. Like, it's all, it's just not reading the warning signs, you know? We never talk about that. We never talk about, like, what if, like, it was humans that went and caused the second impact. Had that never happened, there would have never been, like, an Ava series. We wouldn't have to worry about uh, angel invasions. Is that true? Or this would have happened no matter what, even if, like, because if the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered and they already told that angels were going to be attacking, like that, they found out about the Dead Sea Scrolls before the second impact. Isn't that like what led them to know where Adam was, or like what was the the jump point? Right. I, feel I like always thought. Oh, you go. No, you, no, you want to go? <laughs> I mean, you go. I mean, I'll go super fast. I always thought that second impact was to delay the third. So like. We are calling them one, like we are the ones that are calling them fast, second, and third impact. But I feel like 
uh, an event was supposed to happen and the second impact was used as a way to deter it or delay it. So it's no. like we have like 15 years. It's like we have to like figure some shit out because some things are happening. That's how I always thought it was. My understanding is that we the second impact was all like as soon as it happened is like when we knew that the third impact was going to be inevitable. And so like nerve is like wor working under the assumption that they're trying to delay the impact, you know, and like using the tool kind of thing. Cause I feel like it's always been under the guise of science. And so if like the Dead Sea Scrolls are these like secret things that only like the rich people or like whoever leads the world, like SEAL knows about. And it's all this like, you know, instrumental like thing of like, like trying to like get to this like one point. But I, I, I wonder if it would have, I don't know, like if they never, cause like, that's the thing is that like they're like human, I think it's just the human like curiosity of like they were going to Antarctica to do tests on this thing that they found in the ice for science. Like, you know, it was all about research. They found this thing, it was like, like I thought it was human curiosity that's just driving them to be like, we don't really know what this is about, like what's going on. And then like once, you know, like a detrimental second impact happened because they did their shit, right? fucked around in things they shouldn't have been fucking around in and then like you know so then they knew that was always going to have like if I guess I'm going to assume that they contained Adam in some way or like had to like somehow were able to do it even though it like desolated everyone because like Katsuragi uh, not Katsuragi um Misato was the only survivor from that right except for like Gendo because he went like a day early you know but he had always had this plan I wonder like how much of this was like always inevitable but there's also a theory out there in the world because of the way that the the Ava rebuild series kind of has progressed and like other versions of like Ava like throughout like you know even like in games or whatever Crunchyroll did a did a whole thing on it that like Ava's like permanently in a loop and like it's just like a whole separate universe from ours that's like ours but it's just like it's stuck in this like kind of like feedback loop and so like once the earth like turned red from because you know everywhere in Antarctica is red so like eventually once the third impact happened in the first series, that's like the whatever, the rebuild series happens in the same world to so the ocean's already red, if that makes. So that's how, but I don't know. I think the impacts were just stupid human curiosity and were just, yeah, inevitable, but I don't think they would have known otherwise. Stupid human curiosity, but inevitable in this world and which is constantly in that cycle. Yeah. Like it, it's, it was bound to happen, but like if it didn't happen in 2015, it was going to happen in 2016, like, or I, I guess it was like 2000, you know, whatever year it was, you know, it, if, if delaying, I don't think that the year mattered. I think it was just to be like, who was going to push the, the right. It was, yeah. Something would have given. Um, so, so part of this makes me wonder that like, so if we are to use like our own world, we world, real world as a reference like who 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 wrote the, these secret dead sea scrolls that even has this information about the angels like how do these scrolls from the potentially the first century ad come to this cave off the dead sea that is like discovered in the early 90s and then like oh here's all this text about fucking angels and then let alone how do we believe it? Like, why do people say, like, this is some serious shit. This isn't Christian, um, you know, allegories. This isn't something else. This is, like, real deal shit. We should start preparing for angels and Adam, like. I 
don't know, man. My guys, what are you doing? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, okay, so so here we are, Ray, right? We're gonna humanize it, put a human face on it. We're Ray. We have this Ray monologue. And um, you know, Onyx said, I love Ray. I feel like this monologue, this poem helps me fall in love with Ray. And um I'll include in the show notes, but it reminds me of this other scene from um this movie. I'm gonna click on it real quick. All right. Anyone brave enough to read theirs aloud? I will. Lord, here we go. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Okay, so that was a hate about you, um, Cat Strafford scene. Um, but I feel like that's how it felt with like Ray, where Ray is like this cool character we don't know anything about, and then we finally see this like human um, aspect, this human side, this vulnerability, this um, idea of having feelings potentially for somebody else. Um, so I thought, yeah, character shift, and then we see Ray in Unit Zero One. Um, at the end of the monologue, and then all she says is, it smells like Shinji. Um, so Unit Zero, Unit Zero One are um, doing interchangeability um, syncing. Um, Ray is in Unit One, Shinji is in Unit Zero, and he says it smells like Ray. Um, and then again, the kind of answer to this question already, the dummy system, they're, so they're already preparing for these the white a- a- angels, the white Avas. Um, so if Ray is Lilith, in uh, Jui, and then if Unit Zero is Lilith and Unit One is Jui, so Ray can pilot both, right? That's the logic, but that also makes why Shinji can only pilot Unit One because it's its mom. And then, um, all right, so here's my question: So um, when Ray, when Shinji is in Unit Zero, he starts seeing all these flashes of Ray, but then in the last one is like that crazy-looking Ray that I actually, we only see at the end, which makes me think that's not really Ray, that's actually Lilith. Like that is Lilith, like in like, you know, when like Lilith manifests as Ray, cause that's when it starts going crazy. Um, or that's when the Ava starts trying to attack. Um, so I think like the- Doesn't that Ray come back when he like phases into the Ava for like a month? Maybe. I have to rewatch that to see, but yeah. I can't remember what episode it's in. It might be later too, but anyway, sorry. But yeah, Crazy Ray, I feel like is is not Crazy Ray. It's actually like Lilith. And um, 
then Akagi thinks that Unit Zero was trying to attack her. So I would ask why. Why would Akagi think that? And then at the end, we see Rei in Unit Zero um, carrying the spear of Longinus. And I think Rei always operates as like the perfect hit person, the perfect hit man. Because um, she does whatever mission is assigned, doesn't ask any questions, and has no fear. Um, so yeah, that's the end of episode 14. Ending, ending thoughts. Solid episode. Just for the Ray monologue. I think I agree with your previous statement. Yeah. Um, like I remember for a long time, I really didn't like this episode because it was like, oh, it's just a, a recap. So for the longest time, I, I didn't like that more than half the episode was just like a recap. Uh, but the other part was really cool, and I love the ending uh, where uh, it's the first time that we see Longinus Lay, and you're like, wait, what is that? You know, it's like, I feel like Eva is really good at, like, ramping up its own mystery. We lost you for a bit, Onyx. You're back. Um, and I, I just love how they do it. They just, like, say more words. And they say, like, Longinus Lay, and I'm like, I know who Longinus is, you know? Um, again, with using, uh, like, these biblical artifacts, right? I know, I like, I like how it ends. But I have to say, like, for our next episode, uh, the ending of this next episode has to be, like, the one that, like, flips the whole series on its head, I feel like. Episode 15, Lies in silence. For the first time in years, Chinji meets his father in his mother's grave. I said in his mother's grave. Whatever. Onyx, you wanted to say something before we go to the next one? No? You're muted if you're trying to talk. I'm not trying to say anything. Okay. I'm not trying to start any fights. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so episode 15. So um I, I didn't finish. Oh. Oh you all right, all right, we'll redo this whole segment. <laughs> episode 15, lies and silence. For the first time in years, Shinji meets his father at his mother's grave. Ritsuko, Misato, and Ryoji attend a wedding in Asuka, goes on a date. So yeah, so the episode starts off, thank you, Ruben. So the episode starts off with Gindo, and I always forget his assistant's name, the deputy, the assistant deputy, or the deputy director, whatever his name is. Fuyutsuki. Uh, yeah. He looks like a character from a bunch of other animes. Um, <laughs> classical, man. Yeah. And then... Um, Kaji mentions the Marduk Institute. Um, who is Kaji, really? Who does he work for? We address this a little bit. Um, so he's investigating the Marduk Institute, but um, they're supposed to be like spying on nerve, it seems like. And then um, Asuka, then we go back to the school, and so Asuka and the class rep um, are hanging out. The class rep convinces Asuka to go on a double date. Um, I miss school. I miss uniforms. Um, Ray is cleaning twisting a rag, Shinji's watching, 
thinking of mom oh yeah so we didn't like address this i think what what um starts this shift is their interchangeability like what starts like this level of understanding or empathy between um ray and shinji is i think them going in each other's ava is when i think in these in these episodes that come afterwards we start seeing like the humanity of ray and like shinji's like starting to be like you know then ray's starting to like care about shinji really um which is amazing i love all this stuff um so Ray's cleaning, yeah, twisting a rag. Shinji's watching, thinking of mom. Masato um, goes to a wedding, um, talking to Akagi about it. Shinji and Ray are then in an elevator. Um, asked Ray for advice um, to, for his dad. I mean, like, hey, I'm going to go meet my dad. What, uh, what should I talk about? What do you guys talk about? Um, Shinji asks, like, what is Gendo like? Um, Shinji gets mom vibes from Ray. Um, since being in each other's Ava, I think some new connection. Um, Shinji's meeting his dad. He's all stressed. He's all moody about it. Then they show the cemetery. The cemetery is massive. And she explains that you think like a bunch of people have died from uh, the second impact. And then afterwards, from all the uh, fallout from the second impact, that you would think that, yeah, there's a lot of lost lives. Um, Gendo and Shinji are at Jiu's grave. Um, we find out, yeah, of course, there's no body. And um, Gendo <laughs> threw away any potential objects um, that were his wife's or anything, any uh, memorabilia, um, any ephemera of his wife. Um, but Shinji seems happy. He seems happy to like be able to talk to his dad. He's like one of those kids that like doesn't get anything and is so happy with any scrap. But the fact that he like sees his dad, even his dad be rude to him, he's like, oh my God, thank you, dad. Um, and then I also thought it was funny too, because then like Gendo just gets into the airplane and flies off the helicopter and flies off like Shinji doesn't get a ride back. Um, just find your own way back <laughs> um, oh and then yeah so we find out Jui dies in 2004 from the um, gravestone and then we're back at the apartment and we see Shinji playing a cello what does this remind me of what does this remind me of I feel like Ruben your whole life was crafted from Ava some of it. <laughs> the more I find out about this show, the more I realize all these things are coming from this show. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> um, then I feel this. Pin Pin, um, always tired of his roommate's drama. Why does the roommate have to have so much drama? He's just trying to, like, he's just trying to live his life. Um, Asuka leaves the date early. Misato Kaji, Akagi are together at a bar. Um, is there is there any tension or energy between Akagi and Kaji? Um, it seems like sometimes they like have some weird flirtation, and it seems like maybe I think Kaji would definitely go there if Akagi was down, and it seems like Akagi like maybe like humors it or whatever potentially. Um, then I love Asuka just always yelling at Shinji and being upset just about everything. Um, Kaji's like Misato's dad. There you go. Um, Kaji and Masato walk home, have a conversation. Um, Masato starts getting down on herself, compares herself to Shinji. That's a low. You know she's drunk. Um, then Kaji kisses her to shut her up. Uh, Asuka and um, Shinji are back at the apartment. Asuka and Shinji... Uh, Asuka asks Shinji if he wants to kiss. Um, and then she's like, what are you freaked out about kissing? Having your first kiss on the anniversary of your mother's death. Um, true Asuka fashion. Um, they eventually do kiss. Asuka like holds Shinji's nose closed while they kiss. Pin Pin 
penguin just trying to just trying to enjoy <laughs> enjoy his life as like walk in and sees it um again the roommate drama oscar goes and washes her mouth out um and then kaji comes and drops off a drunk masato oscar smells masato's perfume on kaji and gets super bummed um I guess I'll just read through the full. And then, um, so there's no Ray in class. Ray's been missing so much class with all these side projects, all this, like, hanging out with Gendo inside her uh, LCL tube. Um, being like, you want to get lunch? Um, connected to the, is, it, is, it, is that tube that she's in, is, she, is it connected to the Magi? She seems happy. We see her smile. Um, it's for the dummy plugs. Misato catches uh, Kaji trying to break into the nerve. Then we see Lilith with spear inserted but seemingly only recently crucified but kaji calls it adam and masato now now knows there's some shit going on episode 15 what do y'all think um i love that scene like that ending i love it like when he says that adam and you're like oh my god like, you remember that Adam, the first time we saw him, was, like, this embryo. And you're like, oh, my God, it, like, made him whole again. You know, it, like, takes you to this whole other place. And you're like, oh, shit. I just, like, I feel like that's when, again, the show brings another name and presents it to you with, like, uh, iconography in very different setting. And, yeah, I think the first time I saw it was, like, the censored version of it. So uh, I think I didn't saw it completely. I didn't get to see the little legs at the bottom. That was like the first time, like when it was censored, I think it was just shown from like the chest up. And I think this, the like, Lone Genus Slave wasn't like, like in it. Um, but yeah, I was still like, and also like the cuts in that scene, which is like car swipe, thing turns on, cuts to the head and then like door opens and like opens up and it was like adam you know you know cuts to like to be continued i was like ah that's so good (laughs) i just love it i like watching misato's like slow spiral into into like knowledge from it and i think like i i know that like shinji is kind of like supposed to be like us or like you know as the viewer but, but then like also misato is kind of like in the same vein of like we discover with her what's happening like throughout like you know what's actually going on um and i love that i also i do kind of ship her and kagi or kaji a lot even though like i you know i do think that akagi and kaji have like a, a like a flirtation i don't think I don't, I mean, like, he's kind of a scoundrel, but, like, I don't know if he'd go that far. And, like, he's he's a little, like, too dad, I guess. Because, like, even, like, you know, at some point he takes Shinji aside to be like, hey, you want to grow some vegetables? Like, it makes me feel peaceful. Like, he's, you know, trying to, like, he's trying to, like, maintain some sort of, like, peace of a sort. Or, like, emanate it from him, even though he's, like, trying to flirt with everybody, too. Which maybe that's where he gets it from. Like, you know, he's very relaxed because he tries he doesn't give a fuck anymore he's kind of he knows too much too because he i think he was just seeking proof he wasn't trying to like do reconnaissance for like anybody i feel like he was just trying to like fight like he knows what's going on but doesn't know no until he like sees it knows, knows. <laughs> yeah that's what i was gonna say like yeah he's a triple agent but at the end he's like 
I think he just wants to know too. Yeah, I think um, I think a, uh, I think Kaji thinks he's like a bad guy, right? I think a lot of these people, right, have like bad opinions of themselves. So I think like part of me thinks like his like womanizing, he feels bad about, and then maybe his um, trying to be some sort of um, advice figure for Shinji. It's like a way of being like, oh, maybe I should like try to like do some good or um be like positive in some way because like obviously this kid's like super fucked up um so like maybe because like everybody we've talked about this before like everybody in the shows just extremely selfish um i think kaji's a, a selfish person i think um you know may, those moments with shinji are like him trying to do some sort of redemption for his like douchebaggery um because like i think in the next episode he's flirting with that other character the one of the um computer assistants like at the by the vending machines maya yeah, and then like Misato sees it. Um, is it Misato, or was it? Oh, and I know that like he gets caught multiple times, right? Like yeah. I think at one point, like even like Shinji's like, "Why I'm, learning <laughs> I'm a boy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that scene. He's just like, "I'm a boy." Yeah. So, so and what do we, like gender has nothing to do with love? <laughs> what do we think of uh, this Misato, the Misato and Kaji? Uh, drunk walk home and um this you know this human drunk vulnerable side of masato um yeah what do you think max i mean i like it i like to see it i like i mean i've liked these episodes i liked that like we're getting back into like character development you know i from the hacker episode finding out more about akagi to um seeing these like weak moments um in between because it's not like there's necessarily like an angel attack this episode it's more like we're seeing um these moments of human people in between all this shit like there's still weddings they're still like hanging out um and i think too this like idea of like past relationships being like oh i went there already i've been there before um but maybe there's like some sort of like ever flame um, but then also knowing that, like, even if there's an ever flame exists, like, this person could still, like, forever be bad news, and that's, like, why you aren't together anymore. Um, so I think about, like, yeah, self-control, moments of weakness, again, absolute terror fields um, when they're up, when they're down. That's what I think. <laughs> when they're um, up, when, what? When go ahead, what when yeah, when when your field's up, when you're trying to stop people from being close to you to when you let your fields come down or to when somebody else breaches it. Um, the absolute terror, huh? Yeah. What do we think of uh, Shinji and Asuka's kiss? That's <laughs> ah, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird kiss. She's so weird. Like, she can't, like, I mean... She's got problems, and I get it. Like, you know, we all... We I always thought she had the hots for Shinji, like, bad, but she doesn't want to accept it. Maybe, but, like, I, you know, it's, like, the same way of, like, if somebody likes you, so they pull your hair, you know, or, like, bully you, which, like, I've done that to, like, crushes when I was young. I definitely remember, like, hitting somebody, and I was, like, they're cute, you know, and then I was, like... <laughs> Like, I thought that they they had cool sleeves. I like their sleeves of, like, their shirts. And so I decided to, like, bully them. I don't, not even, like, hardcore bully, but, like, I definitely remember being like, I sh maybe I shouldn't hit them. But too young to actually make that decision. I even, like, messaged them later and apologized. 
but still, like, you know, if that's, like, Asuka, then, like, I kind of get it, but also, like, very, very young way to, like, try to portray affection, but I guess that also could, like, you know, because they all have mommy issues, because all their moms were, like, murked, you know, for the sake of science, so, in, so maybe that's why she has a hard time connecting with Shinji and does it all through, like, an aggressive way. I mean, I guess, like, you know, the mom did, like, try to say, like, hey, child, come die with me, you know? So maybe that's how she learned to love is, like, through pain and hurt and hate, strangulation, you know? Yeah, I definitely think Asuka has anger issues sprouting from, like, her sadness. But, like, you know, they manifest differently in different people. But with Asuka, it's, like, extreme anger. And I think, like, she wants to be vulnerable and wants to, like, have these human experiences. But I think, like, wants to still be, like, in control. And I think that's, like, this idea of, like, trying to, like, boss around Shinji being, like, I want to kiss you. I want you to do these things or to want to do these things. Um, But I still want to, like, be in control and to feel, like, that vulnerability. Like, I want to be vulnerable, but not that level of vulnerable to where... I'm not in control or um, you ever have some idea of me. That's not the idea I want you to have. Right. Which again, it goes to the idea of there's a different version of us inside of everybody else. And how like, yeah, the version of you that's, and then like what you want it to be compared to what it is and like finding out that fine line between like where it happens, which like never really can know even in anime, you could never actually know. And like, guess unless you become orange soda, you know, yeah, but I also think, too, that, like, yes, yeah, so much of her identity is wrapped into being Ava Pilot. And the fact that Shinji, who seems like such, like, a wuss and so, like, um, not, like, gung-ho about being a pilot is better than her. Like, just naturally better than her, I think, like, is a forever, like, pisses oh, her off. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, she can't, she, but, like, the only, I think it's even, like, and, like, it's because she doesn't know. Like, probably because, like, Shinji's mom, like, got fully absorbed into the Ava. So, like, it's just, like, clicks there. Uh-huh. Like, Asuka's mom, it was, like, only a portion of it that, like, actually, like... So, like, you know, and so there might be... But, like, also, she is better than Shinji, like, at piloting the Ava, regardless of, like, her her sync rate or whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, she has, like, a lot of, like, jealousy. Jealousy of Misato and Kaji, for sure. Oh, and of Ray, hardcore jealousy of Ray. She yeah, but yeah, friend. super jealous of Ray. Yeah, yeah. It's rough. It's rough for Oscar. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have sympathy for her. I I just like if she was a person I had to interact with, I would probably have like snapped at some point, you know, and like just been like, I really just need you to like calm the fuck down, you know. But like. And, like, that wouldn't I, – I don't know. Does Shinji ever do that? He kind of, like, gets over the, the BS. But he also kind of just simps for – like, he just kind of – he does whatever she says, too. Yeah, that's why I think they like they would be a good match because Shinji seems like – he likes to be dictated. Like, you know. But, but um, how he – because he – it's how his, he relates to his father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, seeking approval all the time. Like, it's approval-seeking behavior. Um, what are you saying? Ray, Oscar, um, oh, there is like a, another episode where I do think that Ray, um, kind of steps on Oscar. All right. So episode 16, the sickness unto death. And then while in battle, Shinji and unit one are engulfed in the spreading shadow of an angel as nerve fears them both lost. Shinji has a strange experience. Thank you, Onyx. 
so this episode starts with our favorite Ava family, right? Shinji, Misato, Asuka. Shinji's cooking. Asuka's yelling. Misato's drinking. Um, everybody's up to their usual habits. Um, Shin, uh, Kaji calls the apartment and, of course, pisses off Asuka more because he's calls, calling to uh, ask Misato out for a date. So it seems like their relationship is budding again. Um, like we said, you know, old flames die hard. Um, at Nerve, Asuka is complaining about Shinji getting praise for being an uber-minch. Um, to Ray, Ray doesn't care. <laughs> Asuka gets pissed off. Um, and then, you won't believe it, an angel fucking attacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all three Avas are out in the city. Um, they're all geared up. They're using strategy. Um, so throughout this episode, Shinji's been getting praise, right? Masato's been praising Shinji. So all of a sudden, it seems like Shinji's starting to get a little ego. All this praise goes to his head. And what does he say? Like, fighting's a man job, after all. Um, famous last words, right? As they say. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, they try to attack. Um, the angel disappears. The real angel appears, which is a shadow beneath him. It swallows uh, unit one which is Shinji, and um, they don't know what to do. So eventually, eventually Major Kataragi orders a withdrawal. Um, the shadow grows, but eventually stops growing. Um, nerve regroups. Um, Asuka, surprisingly, is shouting. Um, and, this, and this is the moment that I feel like Ray pushes back, and she pushes back because of a uh, caring about Shinji. Um, Ray gets in Asuka's face the first time Ray pushes back against Asuka, finishedly. Um, but saying like, you know, but I think in some way, like illustrating uh, a concern, a concern for Shinji, um, which is new, right? This, this is a new, um, side of Ray. Um, so then, so at all the time, Shinji's chilling inside the plug, um, in this inward, yeah, this inward AT field, which is interesting to think about an interior AT field. Um, okay. And then they drop this line, but I feel like it's never addressed again connected to another universe wait what so i feel like we, there's like oh something we could go so deep there about like angels can make pocket universes um shinji starts to lose it inside the plug um i smell blood so all this time right shinji's having this like shinji dialogue with shinji's shinji the shinji inside of shinji is having a dialogue with shinji talking about the shinji inside of everybody else um and then he and then he starts freaking out. I smell blood. Um, Akagi proposes an idea to get Unit One out and kill the angel, but it may kill Shinji. Um, Akagi and Masato um, get into a fight. Masato actually hits Doctor Akagi, um, and then yells like wonders, like "What are the Avas? Like what the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, what second impact? You know, Adam instrumentality project. She's starting to be like, what the fuck is all this shit?" And then, um, so, oh, yeah, so I said this I said this earlier, but I guess this is when it happened. Shinji meets his, like, young Yin shadow self. Um, the other Shinji, the Shinji inside everyone else. You get the Shinji monologue. Um, thinks of the creator. Oh, yeah, so I, I wonder about this, too, like, because so much of this sounds like, right, like, the, the monologue of the depressed person, and I think um, about our previous conversations and the creator of Ava, like, this being something that he's, like, saying to himself. Um it's kind of like, you know, like when you're like depressed and bummed out, this kind of idea that you have to like 
try to like convince yourself to get out of bed in the morning or like a reason to like how do you pep talk yourself um and then we get flashes of like memories of maybe right after um Jui died or disappeared um it seems like the press the media um overwhelming opinion potentially is that gendo killed uh Jui had some role in her death um it's in it's in shinji's line and then this like weird shit happened right we start to see a light creep in from the from the corner of the frame um and then we see this shadow the shadow figure his mother like what is that Take a take a break to talk. I think it's his mom. The flame. It's like a it's like a a, a translucent person. Oh like, yeah yeah yeah. Goes in for a hug, right? Like yeah. A cradle, yeah. I think that's like I because he gets so like into the Ava, you know, and it's like the first like time that we actually like on like start to get a glimpse of like that it's his mom like kind of like taking care of him like within there. It's like the way that she can. So like because anytime that he's had like a near experience with that, you he's always involved. Like even like any of the flashes of the faces you have like like you know even like Ray Lilith, whatever, like all of the kinds of like women that he sees, he always eventually sees his mother too. Like it just in there because it's like the imprinted memory kind of thing. So like, like every time, because like throughout this show, we see the Ava has certain limitations that is expected, right? It has a power cord. It has all this stuff. And throughout the show, we've seen Shinji's Ava only like um, exceed all these um, limitations, right? Like the very first time it kills an angel, nobody thinks it's going to break through an AT field. And like several other times throughout the show, we've seen the Ava like go off power. So we're saying that like that's Shinji's Actually, this mom. is the second time. What do you mean? This is the second time the Ava moves without battery. The yeah, first one saying, was like, like first episode. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like we've seen Shinji's Ava exceed its limitations, um, but only Shinji's Ava. So we're saying it's because of um, Jui being inside of it, like this idea of is this mother's love potentially that's propelling all these additional feats of um, awesomeness, right? You know that that story of the mom that adrenaline pumps and lifts the car up to save the baby like that kind of shit like the mother's love is potentially like the strongest power um because i don't think we've talked about this like uh mother's love in relation to like the capabilities of unit one um but we see it we see it now i like this idea that like unit one is like the machine right the machine is the limitations and then like every moment it goes past this like limitations like when the gas runs out when its power runs out when it's like energy runs out, you actually see like the Ava become a lot more like animalistic, a lot more human. And I think like that's like when yeah, Julie takes over. The mom is actually like drugged and like docile, but then is allowed to like be its more fuller self in those moments. Um, so yeah, so we see um, Shinji's mom, the ghost, potentially embrace Shinji, and then that's when everything starts going to hell. The shadow begins to rupture. The sphere begins to pop. The the angel that was overhead causing the shadow all of a sudden turns into the black orb. And um, this is, I love this part. It just is a, gets bloody as fuck. It severs open, which also for me mirrors the idea of Lilith as a black moon being born. Right here is like, so the, the seeds are the moons, right? And Lilith comes from the black moon. That is literally like what that imagery is. 
this black sphere getting like um destroyed getting burst open just to me reads the birth of lilith um eva bloody as fuck burst the fuck out a horrible thing like that um the nerve crew says raining blood blood everywhere so much blood make tarantino blush blood so much blood <laughs> <laughs> you like that one um yeah i do yeah so then shinji comes to and he, he, he sees, he opens his eyes, he sees a crying Masato. Um, Akagi and Gendo talk about Eva's Masato, the secrets. Shinji wakes up in the hospital again. And um, Ray's there waiting for him. And then the yeah. last words we hear are, I can't get rid of the smell of blood. And that's that episode. Oh. That one, like, scared me. I remember when I watched it. Like, it actually got my heart going for the first time. Like, cause it's just, I don't know. There's something, maybe I have like a fear of, of being enclosed like that, but oof, it's no fun. Yeah. I think it's too, like the fact that we've seen the Avas throughout the show, but like seeing the Ava become um, un- unveiled, revealed from the sphere is like, we're seeing the Ava for the first time. Um, the way they shot it. It's like this new awe. I think that comes into it. Yeah, I remember like the reaction shots from like everyone in the crew was just like, like fucking terrified. Like, what do we sign up for? This is not. This was not on the application. <laughs> I was just supposed to clean the floors. <laughs> you said you wanted an IT guy. Not <laughs> fucking angels and shit. Um, <laughs> angels no. and shit. So that's episode sixteen. Is that? Do we have, is that our feelings around episode 16? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, like, this is when the show starts, like, I feel like the show starts, it's, at this moment, it starts to progress more and more, like, visually. Like, it becomes more and more interesting. It becomes more consistent in the style of the animation. It's no longer, like, the second half, like, the second six episodes like everything from like seven to 12 i think where it was like oh these are kind of bad and there were like the animation was going all over the place and there were some good some bad some like what is this doing and i feel like now um they start to feel more there feels more pressure on everyone and the more time happens in each episode like i I think in this episode, like, it's a whole, I think it's like a whole day. And then as we move forward, like, each cut in the show is like, sometimes it's like days or like hour, like, so, like, so much time starts to pass and like, starts to like, accelerate. Um, and like, each scene is like, very poignant and like, everything, every shot brings so much to everything and like, the way it's edited. I just like, this is when the show for me starts to like start to um, uh, starts to like almost um, take off, right? Like if it were planes, like starting to like take off and like going faster. And I just, I just, I just love how good it looks. Also, I was really scared too when the Eva Unit one like breaks out from that like egg and like it's all bloody and. I don't know if there's a shot of Gendo just smiling because every time there's a shot of Gendo smiling after like 
Ava Unit One does some shit. He's like, okay, okay, like we're awaking in it. We're awaking in it. You know, it's like there's a process that the Ava One has to go through, and and I think this is one of them where like the Ava One is like slowly starting to awaken. Um, and we don't see like it's fully awakened state until like episode 19, 20 and afterwards. But yeah, it just, this is one of those like, that's a really cool angel. And I remember correctly, uh, I think they kept like a lot of like science babble around what that shadow was. And it's called like, it's a C, a Dirac C. Oh yeah. It's like I, a I, nano. I was wondering about that word because they use that word for this episode, but they also use that word a couple other times to talk about the disappearing Las Vegas space. So yeah, like what is that? Can you talk about that? The Dirac C, it's uh, it's basically like a mathematical model uh, that says like a vacuum that exists like as a vacuum of like an infinite sea of particles that have like negative energy. So imagine like an infinity that is like the size, like the thickness of a millimeter. So it creates like this kind of like other, like a portal to another dimension. It's just like a bunch of like um, techno babble. Uh, <laughs> we should get you those glasses that turn on, that have the lights on. Um, oh my God, you should, you're ready for TikTok, Max. Don't, don't even get me started. Um, no way! I'm, I'm sorry. This, we'll cut this out. But I'll just since you brought up TikTok, I'll just show you one thing. What did you got? A circle light. Oh my god! I'm getting one too. I didn't. Somebody gave this to me, so I've had it and I just never used it. I want to use it. Can I use it? I'm gonna be an influencer, y'all. Check me out. Checking you out. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So Cirexy, um, Alpha Taurus, um, Draco. <laughs> Onyx, any last uh, episode sixteen thoughts? Mid mid chew. I'm I'm done. I I I'm timing this right. All right. I'm all right. I'm I'm hungry. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, the blood is wild. I just yeah, I think I agree with Ruben in that like this. It's just like it's just starting to ramp up here. So it feels like I don't know. Like this one feels like a big deal but I don't have much to say about it just because it was just much more of like a visual kind of fear and like you know we start to like really experience Shinji too but yeah that's it yeah I think like I feel like this episode also like kind of like preps us for um the the last two episodes like um that kind of like surreal um cerebral philosophical conversation that exists um but yeah episode 17 the fourth child fuck i read it wrong mm-hmm. we're gonna we have to do so much editing around your parts ruben oh my god the fourth to be qualified nerve two in nevada vanishes along with the ava unit four with ava unit three on the way Gendo orders Ritsuko to assign a pilot to it. Okay, yeah, so the episode starts. We get a major um, Katsuragi um, in some dark room, I think, I being interviewed by Seal, by Seale, um, it seems, about all the previous angel attacks and the future angel attacks, um, 13 and beyond. 
um, time is running out. We get this idea, like like you said, like the it's ramping up. We're a, we're a minute away from Doomsday. Shit's happening. The horns are sounding. The seals are breaking. The angels are coming. The seven-headed dragon with the seven horns has arisen. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Toji visits his sister in the hospital, so all the nurses are like, "Oh, Toji's so nice." Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> visits his sister. Uh, who who we never see, so maybe maybe there is no sister. Um, just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> Ray and Gendo are talking. They have these weird um, tube um, conversations where Ray is um, naked in her LCL and Gendo is making small talk. Um, uh, Toji is, is assigned to give schoolwork to Ray. Oh, and then I, I meant to say this in another episode too, because like. In the office that Gendo's always in, we see like the Tree of Life logo design on like the the roof, and I think something else on the on the floor. Um, so that seems like they're fully fully vested in the iconography of it too, right? Um, I love so, that office. <laughs> so then we, as as mentioned, um, the Nerve Nevada offices disappears. Um, and then we get more references to the Ray dummy plugs, Ray and the LCL tubi with creepy Gendo and Akagi. <laughs> um, talking about like, oh, are you hungry, Ray? You ready for some lunch? Um, back at school, uh, Asuka is yelling at Shinji for not bringing her lunch. Speaking of which, um, everybody's hungry. <laughs> Looks that odd. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, Shinji and Koji. Uh, go to Ray's apartment to give homework. Um, they see her. Oh, this is a question I have too. Why doesn't Ray have a chaperone, have an advisor like Masato's, um, Asuka and Shinji's advisor? But Ray just like lives in some fucking dirty ass apartment <laughs> alone. Um, so yeah, so we see uh, where are we? It wasn't ordered. Nobody like Gendo didn't assign somebody for Ray. No, I think, no. Yeah, I think like her phrase for this, like the whole time, was like it, it wasn't an order. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was like race choice, but I'm saying like why wasn't like she assigned one? Like it was like this idea that like raising an adult doesn't need. Um, she kind of, she kind of can take care of herself though, like way more than Shinji ever could. Like even though Shinji's like the one like cooking for the household and stuff, like he's not really like. Like, he can't, like, take care of himself. Like, like he needs the roommates, even if he said he hates them. Ray doesn't need roommates. Ray also, I think, like, there's, like, the theory that whenever she is, like, rebodied, that she's, like, born into the same setup of room so that, it, like, it they can, like, code her the same or something. Oh, like a familiar. I know that's in, like, an episode somewhere or something like that, or maybe I read it. Yeah, there's like, a replica of her uh, room. Yeah, like, oh. at, the, at, at Nerve as well. But, like, that's... I think that's weird. Yeah, it's all I mean. Yeah, it's all weird. Um. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Shinji's like he can cook for himself, but I think she Shinji's the one that needs like the noise of other people mm-hmm. to be around. If not, he's gonna go crazy. Mm, yeah, I feel. Like- oh, I have a question. What happened to Nevada? Like, I don't understand. Like, I know we kind of talked about it, but like, so. Like, they didn't, I know that they didn't really ever figure it out, but, like, did it just, like, explode? Like, did they kind of, like, do an almost... Like, I think it sec- disappeared. They make it seem like what happened to Shinji is, like, what happened to uh, the Nevada base. But they make it seem like it's the 
the two whatever they the whatever they call those engines the two engine oh yeah caused, the failure of the s2 engine yeah the s2 engine caused that um whatever ruben was talking about earlier the, like a, the shadow what is the shadow called ruben t-rex c yeah t-rex c um i think swallowed it up because it made it seem like it completely disappeared it wasn't like exploded like just disappeared well, did it because yeah did it like it I wonder if it like just I can't remember that like in this in this shot because I feel like they had like a two like there's like picture one and then picture two and like it's gone but like it kind of like I can't remember if it looked like it like exploded kind of thing and there's like evidence of like a erasure or if it like really just was like you know like gone and I just never like got that point at all. Yeah it seemed like kind of like vague because they like they barely talk about these different branches because I guess there's two branches in America. There's nerve first branch and nerve second branch. And they were both destroyed, but not before they got... Because, like, unit four was destroyed, but unit three was be able to be saved before the destruction, right? This is already, like, in transit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so they see uh, Ray's minimal, dirty apartment. They see Ray's medicine, which I always think is, like, she has to take it all the time to, like, stabilize herself or something. Um... Shinji cleans up the trash. Again, we're starting to see this, like, back and forth um, between them. Rei arrives. Uh, she seems touched, like, uh, by Shinji picking up the trash, right? We see blush. We see her blush, which I feel like is the first time we've seen her blush. Um, Shows some, like, like, she's taken aback by it. She's like, wow, like, you know, this idea that she thinks, like, human kindness is so foreign. Um, that she's so alarmed by somebody doing something nice for her. Um... And then Ray says she's never said those words to him. I think she says, like, thank you or something. And um, so what does that mean to, like, have never expressed gratitude before? Um, and then also the, she says that, but then we see Gendo's glasses. So it's like, is, is that Ray saying, oh, I've never said thank you to Shinji before? Or she's like, I'm saying thank you to you, Shinji. I've never said that to Gendo before. And then maybe, too, if, like, if she's always, like, has this kind of, like, a fascination loyalty to Gendo, maybe she's starting to think, like, oh, maybe if I am Julie, right, like, maybe this love for Gendo is starting to be replaced by this greater love for Shinji as, like, a love of a son over a love of a partner or something. No? I don't know, like, what between Ray and Shinji is, like, I'm, like, I'm almost think it's almost, like, what it, Odopi, the Oedipus complex, Oedipal, Oedip, I can't say like that version of the word, but um, where it's kind of like weird, like in almost incesty. Like that's always like kind of the question because it does. I feel like it takes like a kind of romantic slant, if not like a like a deep, like I guess yeah, like deep intimacy that could like kind of be. I think I think that she's experiencing care from Shinji in a, a way that she hasn't experienced from Gendo. Like Shinji has a draw to her that's like outside of like Gendo's like constructed, like like he's like building Yui back up, you know? So he's like, he puts like this kind of like pressure onto Ray to be this thing. And so she just knows that he is the person that she, he like, she accepts command from. There's no need for it, thank you. But with Shinji, they already have like a weird magnetic pull of like, oh, like there's like a caring and a want, at least like in my view, you know, like I, I think they have like big feelings for each other that are buried down. So she's like, you know, it's part of her humanness. She's starting to feel the care and actually like the like, true care that's like not manipulative or meant to like use her for something, anything. I wonder. Okay. 
so a question to that so do you think every time ray lives right like the longer she stays ray she gets like further away from her base materials like the longer ray can like exist as ray the longer she has her own experiences the less she's like pulling on like maybe like julie's memories and emotions and like subconscious the less she's like pulling on like lilith energy and like the more like you know if she if she didn't die like she would continue to like maybe like warm up and be more and more human um through like interactions with like shinji and stuff um versus like having to like reset and like all right now you you've lost all that humanness now you're just back to your base materials i feel like it's like a cold c3po you know like kind of like would become like kind of like a because she's kind of android i like i don't like so you think that that yui like has influence over ray I think that there could be like um, some genetic memory, some like blood memory, some like like the fact that there's like obviously a connection muscle between, memory, right? Between Shinji, yeah, between Shinji and and a Ray. I think like something like um, lasts or exists in Ray of um, Jui for sure. I yeah, I I always kind of like think of Ray as like she's just like the the shell like like the the body format of 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 her rather and like and is more like purely like a lilith and the body of of yui you know like mm, like her like, ava is jui and her plug is a lilith yeah well like ava one is i guess like because like i'm always thinking about like the soul right like to me like that's kind of like what makes you you Mm-hmm. Although, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, argument, like, I, like, totally understand, like, memory is also kind of what makes you you, but, like, so if the soul of, of Yui is in Ava Unit 1, that's, that to me is, like, her, but the, the, what is it, clone, the clone that is Ray is kind of, like, you know, like, it's kind of like that, I like the idea of, like, it's, it's the combination of, like, Lilith and, and Yui creates the one true Ray experience, it kind of erases the two. Mm-hmm. I think eventually, like, she's always, like, that's, yeah, always going to end up happening no matter to which Ray kind of comes about. It's just, like, it is, like, a weird reset. Because, like, I don't know. Because they don't transfer the memories from one Ray to the other. Ray just kind of is, like, put back into this, like, computerized form of, like, follow what Gendo says. You know, Gendo is good, like, or whatever. I don't know if I went anywhere with that, but. No, no, yeah, you did. Yeah, I think about that, but I think, like, Part of me is starting to think, I don't know if I've always thought this, but think more and more that like the vessel still has some um, sway. Like, let's say like, I, I, I'm looking at Ruben, but then I think like, I think like, let's say the soul is water, right? And then you put, you put it into different containers and it'll still be the same thing, but it takes like different shapes, mm-hmm. like depending on the container. So like, it makes me think that there must be like some influence, like the ray, even if like it's just physically um Jewy, that there's still like some some idea that like being physically this person even you have a different soul in you there's still maybe some parallels to like that entity with a different soul i i can see how that would like you know, yeah i don't know if i could even like argue, i don't need, want to argue that point i just haven't because some of it's there i don't but it's too it's almost like too romantic but maybe I'm just like thinking of it romantically because that's what my brain does to like. I think I think that's what I think is interesting too about the relationship. It's like I think it becomes like complicated because like if it was so much more like obvious that like oh here's Shinji's mom, here's Shinji, 
we're thinking about the love of a mother and a son, like that connection. But then we remove the body. It's like, all right, so here's the same relationship, but all of a sudden that mother's love, that mother's feeling is put into a body of like another 14-year-old. Um, and then like, obviously we read so much more like romantically or like this idea of like love being transferred that way when it's like, oh, is this still like a mother and son's love just like um, through these different vessels that like now we perceive it as like, oh, it's romance, but maybe it's like, it's only paternal love or maternal love. It's yeah, it's a deep intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, I think deep intimacy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like either that like yeah, it doesn't have a definable which like I guess yeah, that could come from even like muscle like just like genetic memory between the two and that like, you know, I don't know, like the like one of the first acts that you're supposed to do when a baby's born is put them on their mother because of the skin relationship. So I wouldn't be surprised if like even just more interaction between the two, like touching wise could start to like trigger some sort of like emotional response. Yeah. Like I don't know. Um. <laughs> Are we losing you, Rupert? No, it's like I don't want to argue that. That sounds really good. And then, um, sorry, go ahead. I'm just thinking here, like, things. And then we, our next shot is Gindo and uh, the assistant deputy, the deputy assistant, talking on the train. Um, they mention a lot of things. Um, Sile, the Dead Sea Scroll plans. Um, and then and then we get to the scene that I was talking about earlier. Um, Kaji hitting on another woman. Um, what's her name? Maya? Mia? Maya. Uh, Maya um, at the vending machine. So so flagrant. So um, without remorse. This guy. In the workplace. Yeah, in the workplace. This guy thinks he's butter. <laughs> this guy thinks this shit don't sink. Um, <laughs> And then, and then Masato, Masato walks in. Um, Masato asks Kaji, like, yo, what the fuck's up? Doesn't even care, it seems like. He's like, what the fuck is up with Marduk? Is Nerve behind it all? I think then we realize that Marduk Institute isn't a real thing. And Nerve is actually the one um, setting it up and the reason that all these kids are together in school. Um, that was weird to find out. Yeah. And then, you yeah, already Kaji, talked about that? Talked about what? The Marduk Institute being like a, a like a front. Yeah, I feel like we yeah. talked about the Mar in a previous episode. We kind of went into the Marduk. Institute. Oh yeah, you asked like, what's the Marduk Institute? Or, like, how do you select children? And then I told we talked about the Marduk Institute and how it's like fake, and everyone in Chinji's class can pilot. I, I like, still like I'm so confused by that. Like, how how is that possible? That means like all of them have some connection to an Ava. Yeah, maybe they have their. I mean, all like, their moms are dead. Right? Yeah, maybe they have their 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 parent like their mom's soul archive somewhere. Wait, so it has to be specifically a mom. It can't be like, oh, my dad died. It's always no. the mom. It has to be the mom. Yeah, I mean, there's an umbilical cable on the robot, so yeah. Right. So yeah. So what does that mean <laughs> like, when we read into that? Because we could say the plugs are wombs, and then we could also say like. Lilith is like the feminine. Like I'm, this is me freeballing, coming up with it as I talk. Um, Lilith is the feminine, right? And the humans are the children of Lilith, the mother. And then these angels potentially are the masculine children of Adam, the man. And all this stuff is like this man, masculine um, energy versus like this feminine energy and this idea. Um, where was I going with this? It's going somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. So that's why like these angels or these Avas like replicate this idea of like 
wombs and you said umbilical cords and then um i could see that like all falling down that even though like we're still like you know men and women but that is still like within this like male or like matriarchal idea or um signifiers compared to like adam which is potentially i guess if we're going to take that lens um this like patriarchal um masculine energy language signifiers is that is that a read? Is that a potential read? Is there flaws? I don't. I. I mean. I. I don't think there's flaws to it. I also like wonder. I've I've been thinking a lot about godhoodness anyway, and kind of like this idea of like creation, but then like the assignment of like, like creation is something that's typically like, for people with uteruses, right? Like ten. Like that's like the body part you need to like make a person, and like it gives like people with uteruses that kind of weird godlike power but then you know so god though is treated like in most of like the world maybe not most but like i'm you know being kind of broad here but you know like god is a he right in christianity and like this kind of like idea of like man creation like in man making and man birthing which i just always think is like a weird like not weird but like an interesting play and like i've thought about it with ava too where it's like the idea of like this man-made god and like and um like using Lilith to make like to to replicate like this kind of like more like you know earthly process which like you know there's like the the feminine related to like the earth and to nat like nature and beauty whereas like the masculine related to like you know mechanation which you could even argue still with seal doing the clones of the white angels right and like that's like a weird unnatural mechanic way of like creating this like natural thing that is like Lilith being like in humans which yeah so i i think it works out but i you know i also kind of get mad that it like gets so like feminine and masculine where like god tends to be this weird like even like the way that ray ray do at the end with like lilith like becoming one with adam it's like this weird amalgamation of like both genders that and it's neither but both at the same time and yeah god is weird <laughs> yeah i think i yeah like i'm i'm into all that i think um i like sometimes this idea that like god like when we see the masculine and feminine it's just like the halves of a of the, a single entity the single god versus like oh here's this like masculine god but like oh we're only um experiencing like half of this entity that we like have like deigned to call a, a god when like the full thing is like the actual god um, and then, like, maybe our misconception is, like, taking this masculine and being, like, oh, that's, the, like, the god. Um, but I like this idea, too, that you brought up the masculine has to, like, make machines to something to do the thing that, like, the feminine can do naturally or through magic or through these, like, more organic means. Because mm-hmm. um, it does, yeah, it does make me think about, like, uh, that, that, like, that trapping. that Like, I feel like it's, like, a trope throughout different stories of, like, we used to be have this like divinity and then through like um the masculization of the world through like greed like we fell from like our knowledge and then we've had to create these machines to do the things we used to be able to do through like having higher consciousnesses or something but like this like a uh, um, masculine pollution or whatever that's what they like i'm gonna go off on the far tangent but like that's what they say happened to mars mars used to be like earth and then like this masculine mindset, like we severed our connection to the universe. So we lost our magic. So we had to start building machines to do what we used to be able to do magically. Mars was destroyed and the Martian refugees came to earth. Um, but that's a different story. Now we're trying to- <laughs> oh my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Where do you read that? Yeah. Oh, you know me. 
you know how it is. I, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Keep it that way. Keep my name out of your you. mouth, Ruben. Um, but anyways, all right. Where are we? Um, Kaji and Shinji hang out. Kaji shows Shinji watermelons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Toji finds out he's the fourth child. And as always, that news never goes over well. Um, Toji and the class rep, um, they seem like they have a budding relationship. Uh, the class rep is obviously enamored with Koji. Um, all these hurt people navigating each other, it breaks my heart. Like Just like thinking about the class rep, I feel like she gets so much little screen time. But it seems like... Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I said it's just it's so important. You you keep going, but it's, yeah. But then, like, I she, like, obviously it seems like, like everybody else, like, maybe missing one to two parents, has, like, younger siblings to take care of. But then, like, somebody that's, like, desperately, like, hurting and potentially in need of help um, just goes outward and sees Koji, who's potentially in a similar situation, is like, I want to help you. I make extra food. Like, let me feed you. And, like, there's, like, this sincerity this unstated earnestness this humility this quietness this like deep care and reservoir of empathy um from this class rep that just makes me melt and i'm just like like goddamn like maybe that's like the most heartstringing moment is that this like person that's like koji like hasn't paid no attention to doesn't see it in any romantic ways like like literally like I'm going to try to provide you the most basic need of feeding you. It's like, fuck me up, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me up. <laughs> it's so cute. It's yeah. so cute. I forgot that this is the one also where, like, where Shinji, like, you know, in the next episode, like, he's the last one to find out, like, who the fourth child is. And, like, and, like, that really. And, you know, I think even, like, she builds it up for it, too, where, ah, uh, I don't this is a sad episode, isn't it? It's a, oh, it's a, yeah, it's a rough one. It's so sad. Yeah, so then, yeah, Asuka finds out um, Toji's the new pilot by spying on Kaji's um, computer, and then the last shot of the episode, we see um, Toji um, sinking a basket on the basketball hoop, um, being sad, the weight, you know, the weight of responsibility, um, heavy as the head. That um, where's the Ava helmet? It sits in the throne of souls. Um, yeah, what the fuck? We didn't even talk about that line. The fucking entry plug is the throne of souls. Hello. Yeah, that's that's a thing. Yo, I, I think we just that. have to have we have to have like a bonus episode that's just that poem. The throne of souls. Uh, <laughs> um, again, I feel like this episode, like the animation, is fantastic. I have to say, like the last scene uh of toji just like uh <sighs> damn i'm sorry of toji just throwing like the basketball it's like so slow and then there's another scene where toji's uh has to take care of the trash and it's just just him like staring at the fire so like as an audience as an audience member you're already like on its way to knowing like something's off with toji we haven't seen him in a bunch of episodes and they're talking about the fourth child and Toji's there. He's like, oh shit. So it's this this one is like has like a lot of buildup to because I don't think this 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 story beat would have worked if it wasn't just like a single episode. 
and I think it's it builds up like the dilemma that uh, Toji's going for, like we should do it or not. And I just think like I don't think he says a lot, but he shows a lot in those little scenes. It's just it's done really well, and I'm, I'm I just it's even better than like lots of movies, and it's just like very surprising how uh, economic it was to like show these little moments and it gives you so much about what's going on in Toji. Yeah, I think a show that can feel so big has like this brilliance of being able to feel so small and so human in these other moments. I think they set it up good too, just in that, because he's always been jealous of Shinji and like Asuka of like being like jealous and angry even because of like the whole sister thing, the non-existent sister, right? <laughs> yes. But she exists. She's in the rebuild. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I just I don't know the fact that like you know he he had such a I think just like us as viewer too he had such a, a physical reaction to Shinji like hurting us you know like punched him right like a, twice I think right or something like that yeah you know like he went hard on Shinji and then like now he's like having to be like oh like you know and like also kind of jealous and then like Glass's kid is like mad jealous too. But then, like, you know, even as we learn, you know, it's like all of them have the potential to do it. So it's like, you know, be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Because, like, you know, we we see, we've been watching for, like, the whole series as, like, you know, even though Shinji and Asuka are, like, process, you know, going through being in Ava and being in school and their friends can probably see them, we get the, like, insider view of, like, seeing, like, how much it, like, fucks them up to be, like, a Ava pilot. And so now, like, Toji's, like, weighing it on himself as well. Uh you know like oh like okay like this is like a real thing also do y'all remember the tennis ball against the wall meme because i have cancer no that's what it reminded me of here i'll, I'll send it at some i'll send it to y'all and you can watch it and then you'll see what i mean it's really I, you would have laughed if you had <laughs> but it's an old it's an old meme and that's him at the end it's very it's good yeah, I think I think those are all um, good points. Thinking, yeah, they're all potential AWA pilots, and I think too, like, um, right? They all feel like mature for their age, or like they have this like additional weight pressure, either from like loss. Like I'm like I guess I wonder if like is it the specific loss like that the school is full of like um, kids that have lost one to two parents, or is it just like this is how all kids post second impact are? Is like it's just like extra weight of the reality of the world um like you know like how we are now like now oh we've had these uh bubbles burst about like the realities of the world and then now um everybody feels a little older and a little bit more weighed down um so yeah well we have one more episode we're getting through it ruben falling asleep but we're gonna make it happen I'm um, not falling asleep. I saw your eyes closed. Um, <laughs> I'm resting my eyelids. That's literally what my grandpa used to say when we catch him <laughs> passed out in his chair. <laughs> He's like, this is my grandpa chair. Yeah. No, my butt hurts. That's what I've been uh, sitting down for a You need a, a Maya cushion or whatever. Yeah, that's what cushion. That's what I need. All right. Episode 18. All right. Episode 18, Life and Death Decisions. Unit 3 arrives from the United States, but Shinji still doesn't know who its pilot is. During testing, Nerve learns Unit 3 is possessed by an angel. 
Thank you, Onyx. So the episode starts, we see Shinji and Masato talking about the disappearing nerve branch, which makes me wonder if like this entire branch disappeared. Like how many people died? Like what is the death toll for that? I, mean, like, I feel like so much of this, like we never get like that kind of reality. We don't like, you know, we don't ever hear about like people being killed during like angel battles or like any of these things or like, um, yeah, like people dying from, like a whole base that could be potentially thousands of people, hundreds of people. Um, and then anyway, Boat Boy shows up um, to try to be a new pilot. He's like, he's hurting bad. He wants it bad. Um, Masato and Akagi have a conversation. Um, then that's cool. Guess what? Asuka's angry. Um, Toji's moody. <laughs> and um, Shinji's clueless, as usual. Um, Ray and Koji talk. And this is, this is another, another moment. Um, Ray's worried about Shinji and Toji, like, Koli calls it. It's like, oh, you're worried about Shinji. She's like, what? Um, she's surprised to have feelings. I think also surprised that somebody else was able to read her. Um, Asuka and the class rep talk. Um, I love the school scenes. I, I think one of you said you didn't like the school parts, but... Um, I didn't care about slice of life shit. Like, yeah, like, I think this stuff her. is so important. I feel like these things are so important. Um, <laughs> it could have been done anywhere. All right, go back to sleep, Grandpa. Um, <laughs> nobody cares what you think grandpa uh, um, but yeah so like these school scenes you know makes me um, I never wore uniforms in high school but I have memories that I did because of the show um, I did I wore uniforms in like middle school and elementary school but not in high school um, Kaji is babysitting Shinji and Asuka Asuka normally would have been super stoked about this but she's upset um, and then we see a moment of Kaji and Shinji um, having pillow talk. And um, Kaji is so surprised that of all the things Shinji could ask, he asked about Gendo, he asked about that, his dad, um, trying to get to know him a little bit better. And of course, we see Shinji ask like pretty much everybody um, about Gendo because it seems like he knows Gendo the least and he's like desperate, desperate to try to get to know him more. We get a quick scene of Masato and Akagi, and then um, Asuka and the class rep. Um, then we go to Shinji and the boat boy. Um, and it seems that boat boy has like finally convinced himself he's not gonna be the new pilot. And he's like even starting to sit back, maybe it's Koji. Koji's never here. And Shinji's laughing like, whatever, man, you're crazy. Again, Shinji's clueless. <laughs> <laughs> Shinji couldn't tie a shoe if his mom's ghost wasn't helping him. Um, so so we go to some ava tests and then um there's an explosion what happened is there an evil ava um the ava is a symbol all of a sudden there's a 13th angel and we realize that ava unit three has now been designated as the 13th angel has blue blood that's blue blood. Um, Shinji sees Angel. Um, and then it's an Ava and wonders who the pilot is. Um, another 14-year-old. Um, the 13th Angel takes out Zero to Asuka um, and tries to tell, Asuka tries to tell Shinji the pilot's identity, but gets cut off the moment before. She's like, you idiot, you still don't know? Literally, Shinji, Shinji never knows. Um <laughs> The angel takes out Unit Zero, um, starts to infect Unit Zero. Ray has to cut off her arm 
um, but they don't like disconnect the sensors. So it's like Ray has to actually experience the pain, which is fucked up, but Gendo doesn't care, right? Um, and then we get the classic Ava shot, the one that I feel like I've seen the same image way before I even knew anything about Ava. The shot of the red sun with the silhouette of the Ava in the background or in the foreground um, is to me one of the most classic Ava shots. I have seen this image way before I ever knew about the show. Um, the figure in front of a red sun. The 13th angel attacks Zero One, stretches his arms out, begins to choke Zero One. Um, Shinji refuses to kill another pilot and um, attack the angel. So Gendo is like, whatever, I've prepared for this. I know my son sucks. So I've prepared <laughs> backups. Um, Gendo switches um, from sh- control from Shinji to the dummy ray plug. And of course, in true ray fashion, follows orders without question. Um, then Unit 1 fucks shit up. Um, unit 1 fucking just like starts tearing the fuck out of the 13th Angel in Unit 3. Again, just like um, Shinji busting through um the angel the nerve crew is horrified there's so much blood shinji's freaking out but can't stop it the river runs red shinji uh unit one is just tearing apart unit three um blood everywhere the river runs red um unit one manages to get the plug out and it crushes it crushes unit three plug um unit three the 13th angel is destroyed you see that masato is injured but okay and then Kaji is there to tell Masato what's happened. Masato and Shinji talk. Um, as Masato is telling Shinji who the pilot is, Shinji looks over and sees that it's Toji getting pulled from the plug. Screams, classic Shinji scream, and the episode ends. Um, yeah, I think the image of uh, one of the images that stuck with me was um, like the body parts of the angel and this one having like a very humanoid body like hands and legs and arms and then like scene one I think there's a scene where one falls like on a building and you like all the windows crack oh it just like it falls and like everything breaks uh everything feels so heavy just like throws it off and like rips it out and there's like so much weight to the imp like the hits of the thing because i feel like it's kind of hard to like give weight to a drawing if that makes any sense and i just love how heavy everything feels and uh i have to say like it's it really breaks my heart that scene where Shinji's just like, just like that extreme close up to like his eye and just like screams and realize that he played a part in like murdering his friend, um, which in the manga, uh, Toji does die, which I think it should have died in the show too. Uh, I don't, I don't think it doesn't play, it doesn't do anything. Toji doesn't come back, nothing. So I think in order to like drive because it would have been, it would kill Toji and then it kills Kaoru, you know, it just like lives in, in that perfect fucked up mind space that for us to be in like the end of Eva. Uh, 
but yeah um i really like this episode like it start like i said it starts to ramp up ramp up like shit gets more fucked up more bloody more violent more heavy the stakes are higher and we're, they're still trying to survive and not knowing what the fuck anything is like they don't like i think we are also like i think onyx said we are also at the same level with misato and we're i'm also wondering like what are these things that these kids are piloting I just keep thinking about when the, the the Ava actually like shows that it's an angel and like the I don't there's like a weird way that they like kind of like signify angel and it's like the like the back part of the Ava like lifts up or does something weird and it's like that goopy purpley like like almost like a like when like I don't know like a, like if you think of like a like a, a sauce like a barbecue sauce on like something and when you lift it up it has that like stringiness. And, like, something about that, like, always just, like, fuck me up when I, like, watch it. Like, just, you know, I'm thinking, like, that's, like, the first thing that, like, came to mind when we were reading over the episode. It's just, like, and, like, also the way the, the hands were, like, you know, like, just, like, extendo limb. And, yeah, like, in the way it threw its, ooh, like, it just, there's, and, like, in Shinji, I just, I remember having this, reading this episode gives me anxiety. It reminds me the amount of anxiety that I was, like, in when I first watched it. And, like, just knowing that, like, Shinji doesn't know who it is and, like, how close, like, you know, he gets to death and and it's very sad. Yeah, this is, like, ramping. It, 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 we're, you know, towards the end of the series now, so it's really just, like, shit is hitting the fan. Like, it's time and, like, it's the reckoning. Because the next episode, I was thinking about it. A lot of this episode reminds me of the next angel, which is, like, Zaruel, Zaruel. Z-A-R-E-U-L. I can't say their names, right? Zariel. Zariel, yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like a lot of like the animal, it's a lot of the animalistic mm. qualities of the angels and the Ava. Both like, no matter who's piloting or whatever, there's like a a weird, like very raw, very, very raw sense of being fucks me up a little bit. Uh, yeah like one of the oh one of the other things that eva does that i like a lot and i see it and i also see it in um chingo jira is this kind of like statuesque uh sculpture like moment the eva runs out of battery it's just like <clears throat> like like kind of like freezes and his mouth is open and it's like covered in blood and like smashing the other robot and it's just like this giant almost like statue just in the horizon i just like that image for me is just i really like it there's like a lot of images in this episode that i like it's i think it's all the limbs flying around the whipping of the arms and i think seeing eva versus eva is kind of fun it's it's a fun thing seeing like oh you're now we're like on equal ground i think that was fun yeah. Uh, I, I, and I feel like we start to see the strategy of the angels to change. Now it's like assimilation. They try to assimilate or uh, invade or become a whole other like a host, or almost like a sickness, almost like a different uh, kind of like an evolution from the one from the virus, from like the monkey virus. Now it's like taking like it tried to take over the Avas. 
and now like they're able to do it and i feel like that's one of the things that i do like is i feel like the angels do do change their approach and i don't know i just I, oh oh you muted yourself yeah I like all these episodes, like from 13 onwards, it just, they go crazier, they get harder, they get sadder, and just the music in this episode, like I think the beast starts to play the moment it turns on, and then the sunset colors, changing the palette on the robot, looks really cool, I don't know, I just, like it starts getting like visually very, very, very beautiful, the whole show. And I think next episode has, the most disturbing image for me of, of, from the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah, I agree um, with everything both of you have said. I think one of the things I really appreciate this, about this show compared to like um, other animes I watched growing up, especially like other um, mecha animes, um, is I feel like the lack of action. Like um, there's so many episodes that don't have that much action, right? Like I feel like um, I'll think about like yeah, Gundam Wing for example. Like the amount of like fight scenes throughout that show, the amount of like um, other robots that are destroying robots, things that are getting blown up all the time is just like over the top action all the time. Like super powered um, robots all the time. But in Ava, it's like the opposite of that. There's like barely any action. But I feel like when you do have action, it's so poignant and so intentional. Like it's so stylized. It's so beautiful. It's like visually like so much more aware i feel like um these shots these images the fact that we can even like break down a single shot and be like i love that shot i love that shot um so i think it i think it has so much less but it's used so much more um strategically poignantly um and it makes it amazing like i feel like i don't need every episode to have a shit ton of explosions but i love like this like human drama um between these individual entities um what else uh yeah the action um oh yeah i don't know if we've ever talked about this or mentioned it before but you know the idea that el and like all these angels names um means like of god right the el means of god um oh yeah i completely agree with robin about um toji dying like i i feel like from the very first time through i didn't understand why he didn't die why he survived especially because we never see him again and I just feel like, yeah, for Shinji's arc, it just seems so much stronger if he actually does die. So I was always confused about that, too. Like, it, seemed, it didn't make sense that he didn't die. I would, like, fucking kill him. Um, so harsh. I mean, like, I, 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 I don't just because I can, like, I know how much it's going to fuck up Shinji. Like, like I'm, I'm sure he already feels that way, and like I told, like I get like the point that y'all making. He doesn't even come back, but like in my head, you know, he's like paralyzed. I mean, he does back. cut his arm off, like his leg off. Like, yeah, he like does he's, his leg. he's he's not who he used to be, right? And like that, like also, like I wonder what he was going through inside of the tube. Like yeah, I've like, always wondered about that. That like there's so much that's probably like fuck Kaji, like or not whatever, like fuck them up, right? Like Toji, there we go, yeah. And like I don't, it's, but I don't want. To oh wait, no, we do get a clue what's going on. He's in the sub. He's like in the train. You know when Shinji goes into the Ava, he goes into the, this. They share this space. Oh, yeah. The Ava pilots. They share like this kind of like subway or this kind of like train space. Wait, 
Yes. Yeah, I get that. I think like there's a moment where like Toji's in it and he's like, looks over and he's kind of like very down, just looks like, oh, it's Chinji. And I don't know, I think he has like nicknames for them. Um, and he just like closes his eyes and goes to kind of like goes to sleep again and then wakes up in the, so I think he just goes into that, into that shared space of the Ava pilots because they are the only Ava pilots in the world. So maybe there's like, once you connect and like connect with the Ava in some way, you are granted access to this weird space. I always thought about that. Like, it's like poisoned though. Like, I don't know. I feel like if, if the, I Googled it, you're right. You know, so I'm not like even trying to argue with you there, but I just wonder, like, that's gotta, I don't, I don't want him to die. He's been through so much. He lost his legs, maybe, you know, but like, I, I don't want him to die. What did you Google about being right? Oh, I Googled the Toji in the train. Cause I don't remember that scene actually, but I, like I do like now that I'm seeing like the little like clip of it. Right. It's like a, but it's, it's such a, it's such a small scene. Like I remember like watching it. It's like the, like I wouldn't have caught it like until now I haven't caught it just cause it doesn't seem like it's much of a thing. But there's like other scenes with Shinji in her train, right? Yeah. Shinji yeah. in the train is the real thing. I just didn't know that Toji ever actually like got there, but like, would he really be there if like the the angel is like possessing the Ava and like therefore probably like his mind and like because it's his tube is the tube protecting him from the angel or is the angel like in the tube yeah see that's what I was curious about like how the angel infected the um zero three or unit three in the first place lightning you said lightning yeah, yeah. I think that thing goes through like a, a cloud and like like lightning oh, hits. So it that's what causes the explosion. I think okay. that's what the what the narrative implies. Yeah, so it makes me wonder is like Koji inside of the tube, inside of the plug, like with all the veiny stuff on him, does it not like interfere with it? Until like yeah, like Onyx's question is he is like sitting in the in the in the plug, watching all the stuff happen, is he like, No, don't don't attack Shinji or <laughs> like, you know. Um um or is the or is the has the angel infected the plug as well and then therefore right. can't yeah like I don't I I wish I could I want to know more but um, we got and then maybe that's my my final question for our episode today uh let's say hypothetically Adam landed on Earth no Lilith landed on Earth um so what would have life been like so all these angels would have just existed. But I guess giant like, beings. <laughs> but I guess my question is like because we see such a variety, right? We see these giant beings, but we also see what we would just call disease in our in our world, right? The idea of like this microscopic angels that can like infect things. So the idea is like if if there was still just a world of angels, how much variety would be in that angel ecosystem? Would there still be as much variety exists as now? Like all the animals we have, all the life forms we have, that would still all exist with the angels, just like be replacing us? Or what? Yeah. I think there would just be like giants. And there would be like birds flying and stuff. Yeah. But I'm saying not all the angels would be giants because some of the angels would be bacteria and stuff, right? They would be viruses. They would be microscopic. Yeah, that too. 
So, so I'm saying, saying, so wouldn't it be like a full spectrum? Like maybe some angels would be like what we consider normal size. Like they're gonna be like fucking cubes just floating around. But I'm saying not all of them are like that though, because there's <laughs> microscopic angels. I know, but that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be like it's wild. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like. I mean, for us, it's gonna be like really alien-like, you know. Like that's how I feel about it. I like it. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds fun. I didn't say anything. <laughs> what are you saying, Alex? So, are they more destructive than us, or are we equal? Because, like, I kind of imagine like a a dinosaur kind of world with them there, like just like there's like the lumbering or uh, the the spirit of the forest from that Ghibli movie Princess, oh, Princess Monaco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with the, the weird the the spirit thing. Like I kind of like imagine it would be like kind of like that. Like if our world was like just like it is, where it's like you know untouched, pure world, right? Like because it doesn't seem like angels have much of an infrastructure need. Right, like they would they make buildings and shit. Yeah, would they yeah. create? A- Society, would they, you know, wonder, like, would it, would they just become like weird looking humans with like that? Ma- that makes me wonder do angels, are angels immortal? Do they have a lifespan? Is Ramael yeah. like exist for a hundred years or what? Or, yeah, or do they just like, would it be exist like, forever? Yeah, these lumber, well, they, and then do they try to eat each other? And then, like, what does that look like? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've thought about it a little bit too, and I'm like, I don't even know, like, what the hell that could even try to look like because what are. The only reason they're so violent, like in this world, is because of the. They're trying to get to daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to achieve that instrument. They're all just. Everybody's just trying to go home. We're just trying to go home. We're just trying to go home. <laughs> We're just trying to go home. <laughs> Ruben, you laughed at my uh, pronunciation of uh, Princess Mononoke. <laughs> you were like Mononoko. No, I was like Princess Monake. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, damn, that's funny. Monake. <laughs> I don't um, know some princess Monake. <laughs> so it's like Hang Hill would say it. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Monake. So we've come to the end of our episode. Thank you so much, both of you. It's been great. Um, thank you for your time. We ended up talking for like three hours. Um, the next time we'll meet, we'll be talking about episodes 19 through 24. So if Ruben and Onyx talked about how much shit is ramping up, wait for them to say that again through episodes 19 through 24. And over and over and over. <laughs> Just really ramp it up this episode. <laughs> I mean, it does. Every episode comes faster and faster. Um, but yeah, thank you both. Um, I had so much fun. I'm excited for the next episode. Um, parting words um, Ruben parting words Oh, I wanted to tell everyone that during this semester I taught my kids about Bobby Hill I showed them that video of him saying I don't know you that's my purse <laughs> they really liked it um, yeah I'm looking forward for the next six episodes I think those episodes have some of my favorite like the most interesting angels and how they fight him. And then, of course, the lead into the end and also episodes 24 and 26, which all are great endings for the series.
we're getting close to my favorite part. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting there, uh, which is the part where everybody dies. Yeah, I feel like everyone just want to get to the end. I mean, like, should we just made it at the end episode? No, we got it. You got it. You need this stuff anyway. Well, we I think can't I take shortcuts, Ruben. Yeah, that's, no, no shortcuts. I think. Yeah, right. I guess that's the message from that Wonder Woman movie, right? Right. Wonder- Don't be a Pedro Pascal. Don't be yeah. a Lord with that haircut. <laughs> Don't be wishing things. Don't take shortcuts. I saw your shoes one day, so now I want to be you. <laughs> what is that's that? me. So yeah. I, I. That is I you. That's why that. you relate to. We're getting distracted, right? That's not. That's not, a Wonder, <laughs> that's not a goddamn Wonder Woman episode. <laughs> Did you say all your parting words, Onyx? Do you have more parting? Uh, words? One parting word I think I want to take away from this is to not fear intimacy. We need to embrace intimacy more. Don't be Shinji. Be Misato. Then uh, yeah, that's it. That's my parting words. Um, thank you both. I've had so much fun. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you, Onyx. Thank you for all your knowledge you bring, all your enthusiasm. Um, yeah, I've had a great time. I hope everybody who listened enjoyed it and knows more about Ava than they did when they started out. And join us next time. That's it. To be continued. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love talking about Ava.